Let's test again. Let's test again. Without echo. Without right. echo. Hello and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about Science Dog Volume 1, as well as Volume 2 of the Invincible Trade Paperback for our big rereader, uh, which is issues 5 through 8. Right? That is correct. Yeah. Which is weird because that's 3, you think 3, but it's actually 5, yeah. 6, 7, 8. That's weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. Joining me, as you just heard, is Bill. Hi, everyone. And TJ. Oh, it's TJ. How are you guys doing? Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is episode 65. Of our podcast? Yeah. Wow. Is that a big number? I don't know. It's just a lot. Doesn't that seem like a lot to you? You know That's what? Now, now it does seem like a lot. We've... Like, we're, we're not even weekly. Yeah. And we're at 65 episodes wow 10 away from 75 whoa which being monthly is almost a year <laughs> so we've got a lot of time to plan our big 75th episode i mm-hmm. think so yeah what uh what have you guys been up to lately i finished ozark yeah you've so, been recommending that to me for a long time and i haven't you still haven't watched haven't it started yet no. Wow. no i'd like to i mean you know shows are starting back up again yeah. but we're still looking for things to watch. Gotcha. Always. Uh, Venom comes out mm-hmm. this week in two days. Mm-hmm. It will have already been out by the time that this is released, right? Because we're releasing this Friday. Yep. Yeah. TJ and I went zip lining. You did. You did go. Yeah. In Alcatraz. Uh huh. How was it? It was a lot of fun. Wow. We got to show you pictures or yeah. videos later. It was really cool. I'm still in pain. Mm-hmm. Who else went? Uh, us, our friends, Matt, John, Jess, the gang, pretty much. Cool. Uh. What are you about to say something, TJ? Um, back to Venom. You think it's going to be a good movie? You know... Because I was thinking about this. I, I was I was not excited about it at all, and then Riker saw the trailer, and I feel like I'm seeing it through a child's eyes. You know, I'm very ignorant, and I just think it looks cool, and I'm going to take Riker to go see it. It's PG-13. There's no hmm. you know, heads being bit off, but I think that if you were to go into it with like a child's eyes, you'd probably enjoy it. I think... That we should do another Deadpool 2 Rotten Tomatoes bet. You're out of your fuck. Oh, but like the stakes are way lower, right? Like max is 50%. And then like. Well, what do you what do you think? <clears throat> You're saying. I think. You, you set the bet. It's not going to be okay. lower than this. I think I'm going to enjoy it. Because yeah. I'm going to bring Riker and we're going to be like throwing up high fives and stuff when he does cool stuff. So I'm going to go into it a little biased. But I think that it's probably going to get no higher. I'd no, say- no, no. No lower. Because you think it's going to be good. No, 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 no. It's not going to get any lower than what? No, no, What's no, the no, lowest no. it can possibly be? The lowest? Yes. 12. The highest, okay. I think, 45. Well, there's, there's, you're not really leaving any room. I think the lowest you could possibly be is like 2. The highest could be like 98. Okay, something well, like that. I'll give you what I think it's going to get. A 45. I think it will get a 45. Give or take two points either way. Okay? I'm saying 27, optimistically. With two point swing, we're doing a two point swing. Yeah, we'll do a two point swing. I think so you're that's saying forty five, forty five to forty seven to forty three. That's how a two point swing works. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is that a football term, Ryan? What do you think? Twenty seven. I'm saying. I think you're the least optimistic about it. Twenty two. 
<laughs> Sorry, TJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think critically it's going to be really bad. It's a shame because he looks cool. Like, Venom himself looks pretty cool. I think cool. he does look cool, and I like the version that they're going with. It's kind of like Ultimate. Yeah. Where, like, he's a bit more round. And... He's tendrily and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. he can kind of use... I saw a clip of him, like, fighting a whole bunch of police. Yeah. And it was just, like, in the... He, you couldn't see him at all. You just saw him in the dark and like his tentacles coming out and like snatching yeah. cops. And I'm like, uh, just, that wasn't doesn't the full look clip. terrible. It showed but it them look good. It showed them throwing flash bombs at him yeah. or flashbangs and like the you know. We'll see. I don't. I don't think it looked bad. I don't think it looked good. Yeah, 45. We'll see. I don't know. We'll try and see it this weekend. Um, like we said though, this was the Invincible podcast episode 65. This is the longest we've ever gone without recording an episode of Invincible. This is the first time we've gone a full month. It did feel weird. Did it feel actually. weird to you? Yeah, because like when the two week mark came up, my my internal clock was like, oh shit! I feel like I had to do something and I didn't yeah. do it. I don't know. It went by fast for me. It almost doesn't feel like it to me. I think because we also recorded Oblivion Song two weeks ago. Was that only only two weeks ago? Yeah, I want to say it was maybe it was three. Yeah. Yeah, it was closer than because it it's next because Oblivion Song is next week. Yeah. Oh wow! It is. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to remind everyone that if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we also have a website going now, which is theinvinciblepodcast.com. Uh, right now, it's just going to be um, uh, show notes for each episode, kind of like a little behind the scenes about each episode. And uh, hopefully, we'll be putting up more stuff on that as time goes on. It will evolve. Yeah. And so... Um, TJ mentioned the Oblivion Song Podcast. We are also the guys that do the Oblivion Song Podcast. And we are going on issue eight. Eight, eight? eight yeah. Jeez. So that's also a monthly podcast where we come in and talk all about the latest issue the Friday after each one is released. It's going to be a good one. You think so? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, because yeah. the, the last one was like a, like a, I love like a fallout issue. one. You yeah. know what I mean? And then also setting like a- up... Yeah, it was like it was a culmination of the first like trade paperback, yeah. and now it's setting up for. I think there's some yeah. characters that we haven't seen in an issue or so that I'm excited to see again. I'm hoping we're going to see them. If you're not reading Oblivion Song, like get your shit together. Yeah. I think Oblivion now Song. is a really good time because if you didn't know like where it was going to gonna start, go, yeah. now you know and you can be like, oh, okay, I don't have to wait a month if I don't really like it. The first trade paperback is out. Just pick it up and read it. And if you don't like it after that, yeah. Continue mm-hmm. to read it, read it anyways, and listen to our podcast. If only for the podcast. Yeah. You know, so you if only, if uh, only. So now that we've actually gone a full month, uh, there's a, you know some some news related items. Uh, somewhere in between housekeeping and news related items is uh, New York Comic Con because TJ is going. I in am. fact, he's there right now. Uh, time, time travel. travel. Oh. Yeah. He, uh, this episode is going live on Friday. TJ, you will have already been there. What are, what are, tell us, what are your plans for New York Comic Con? This is the last time you're going to talk to us, to anybody, before it happens. Just a whole lot of Robert Kirkman. Like <laughs> three, I want to say three or four panels that he's, that he's doing now. He was only supposed to do one, but then he announced more. So we're going to be going, I'm going to be going to see those panels. Um, I want to get my Oblivion song variant uh, cover the only a thousand was, made the one that was in the collector's edition it is in the collector's edition it's never been touched by human hands <laughs> it's in perfect condition and i want a 10.0 yeah but that's gonna be cool um, Zero's signature edition yeah so i, I want to get that cgc uh signed by him uh and a, does the signature de- degrade it at all no it just mm. it changes the um 
The type of the yeah. type the of type of okay yeah got the it. type of grading, um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, Matteo Scal- uh, Scalera, who is the artist of Black Science, mm. does some of the best commissions I have ever seen. And I've always he's always been number one on my list, and I really want to get a commission from him. I reached out to him, but apparently he doesn't do like pre stuff. Yeah, so I I have to like run to his table. But Kirkman's first panel is like I got to run to that. So. Yeah. Do you know. want to be there? Otley? Are you going to go see Otley? I will absolutely see Otley, of course. Yeah. I always have to get a commission from Otley. got to ask, have you thought of any questions? No. Oh, no. I have not thought. Like, like I I'm, I don't know. It's not going to be like some mind-blowing thing. Yeah. I'm probably just going to ask something kind of generic. Yeah. About... Can you give us any update on the show or movie? Yeah. No, that, that'll any, happen. Any chance Oblivion Song can make it into... Another Other medias. medias. <laughs> well, you know, leaving the door open for you know all possibilities. We're not ready to announce anything at this time. Can can there just so, be someone? How about they just don't ask that question? Like, how could you be that person if you're a fan? If you're at Comic Con, do you really think that that's the best question that you could ask? But here's the thing. I agree with you. But I always however, want somebody to. However, I always exactly. I hope for someone news, to ask it. But if there was they would give it. It's always the oh, same I answer. I know. But, but, but you but know, at, especially with Kirkman, it's like ah, you know. All right. Well, we've done this and this. Like sometimes he might say something like that. Like really? us asking about the action figure. You know, like during San Diego Comic Con, someone we asked out there. Yeah, I know. Someone asked, um, "Are it? Can you see Oblivion Song going into other media?" And he goes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I can't really talk about it. Even though he didn't say anything, the fact that he said I can't really talk about it means that there's something that he can't talk about. And that got me excited. Obvious, but obviously. But that got me excited. But think about and someone that. asked it. Think about that. If there honestly was no like plans at all, he still wouldn't really say, no, no, it's not. Well, never No, be. he would say he would... maybe. But the fact that he said I can't really talk about it. Yeah, the same guess. thing as maybe. That's what got me. I don't know. Uh, but that's the fun thing is we get to pick up artists. Hey, words. so you know what else is cool before we get into the, the the discussion is I have another reason, or finally a reason to go back to DC. What is it? The Osriel comic. Oh shit! Yeah, the right? uh, follow White up to White Knight, dude. I'm you have so to read White to... Knight. So this is a I'm waiting this for is the follow up to yeah. White yeah, Knight. Yeah, it's like kind of his own universe. And what is White Knight? White Knight was that Batman comic we were raving about. We've a been year talking ago about it or so during the podcast mm-hmm. for a very long time. Uh, I'll get I'll get the issues and give them to it's you. It's basically this. his take on. He, first of all, he's he's an awesome artist, but he did the writing too. He wrote as well. Okay, cool. Um, it's his take on what if Batman was the villain and Joker was the hero. Kind of like it's kind of. It's not really that. It, it is. It is what way. you know. Batman is the hero, but Batman is becoming unhinged. He's too brutal, too violent, and Joker is like. He's kind of go, reverting to not being a villain, being like, you know what? I can help the city. More. Interesting. I had no idea. Dude, I, it's so cool. I thought for some reason it was like, what if Batman was in medieval times? Oh, no, no, no. That's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I thought. Because of night? It's nothing like that. Yeah, I, no, I mean, the, he's, he's the Dark Knight. But Did you think that before when you were a child? But I don't want him to Did fuck... you think that, that Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight was going to be on horses? <laughs> yeah, there were horses mm. in it. Well, there were cops begins. riding horses, and the last are they one, riding horses? In the last one, I think, right? Because the EMP and the no electric and Bane was like, oh, oh my gosh. The only time and I, Scarecrow uh, rode a horse. He did ride a horse. I was just about. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. That the only time that I remember riding riding a horse is in <laughs> Begins. Have you ever ridden a horse? Yeah. Have you? It's scary. It is really scary. Is They're way scary. taller than They're you think. Really big. You're like, whoa! I'm up high. You need to slow down, horse. <laughs> I'm not ready to run. All that muscle between your legs. Oh, God. oh and there he is, everyone. Uh, 
<laughs> so TJ, we're excited to hear about New York Comic Con. Uh, if any fans are listening or any of our listeners are listening to this podcast right now, TJ is there. Uh, hit us up. Um, you guys can meet up, talk. I'll be there all four days too. So That's if you right. Hang out. I know you're gonna be friends. I know Jen, who was on our last episode. Are you yep. gonna meet up with Jen at some point? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna try to. Uh, we talked about maybe oh, meeting it's... up for like dinner or something. She's going to the Anime Fest mm-hmm. that Saturday. John's going to that too. A friend of mine who I'm who we're, I'm going with. Um, so I'm, I think we're gonna try and meet up for like maybe a burger or something. Yeah, that'd be so one cool. Night. Uh, I'm meeting up with uh, our friend Mike. Uh, Barrett, mm-hmm. I'll be probably spending a lot of time with him there too. So yeah. awesome! And uh, barring any crazy announcements, we're not going to talk about it until next month. Next month. Well, yeah. we next could month. talk about it on the Oblivion Song podcast. Well, yeah, the, and that'll be probably <clears throat> more geared towards Oblivion Song related news. But if there's right. anything invincible, mm. we'll we'll touch on it again next month. Yeah, unless something crazy happens, in which case we have and to we do a wait. emergency oh, yeah. episode. Uh, uh, there was an announcement that uh, this was – what date was this? I don't have the date on here. But anyways, uh, Skybound is uh, partnering with a company called Sky. Let me read it to you. <clears throat> uh, European entertainment company Sky has partnered with The Walking Dead producer Skybound Entertainment to create a joint mobile venture, Skybound Stories. Skybound Stories will focus on development of narrative-focused mobile games using episodic formats and allowing for player choice. The venture will create new IP for some of its games, while others will use existing IP. Hmm. Though Skybound Stories has not confirmed which existing IP will be used in this endeavor, possibilities could include Skybound productions such as Historical Fantasy, Britannica, uh, and so on. Skybound Entertainment could also provide The Walking Dead... Uh, though the proposed episodic format for Skybound sounds similar to the company's existing Telltale. with Telltale. Um, and as gaming, you know, this is a quote, <clears throat> as gaming continues to broaden in appeal uh, with a higher quality of IP, the boundaries between games and video are gradually disappearing, said Sky VP of Business, John Jelly. Uh, this joint venture will help us find innovative new ways for customers to experience the shows they love in a natively interactive format on any smartphone. What do you guys think of that? Eh. Eh? I think also, Mobile meh. games? Uh... Yeah, but I think that's... I think I think a, a Telltale version game on a phone almost works better than a video yeah. console version of it. Yeah, like, you know I'd, I mean? I'd prefer a Telltale-style mobile game. Right. As like opposed to, like, any other... Sitting outside with your headphones in and just kind of, like, you know, going yeah. through it. I did want... I was, I was planning on bringing up, though, Telltale. Yeah. And how Telltale, I, we, I think we, all three of us, thought was our best chance of getting an Invincible game. And it's like that. And that's not going to happen it's anymore. It's not going to happen yeah. anymore because Telltale this is, is in- no more. Did you know this? No, I didn't know Skybound. this. Oh, yeah. Telltale closed. What the fuck, dude? Tales from the Borderlands. Oh, yeah. Telltale. Are you fucking kidding they were, me? They were doing, making them work 18-hour days. The, the four. Like, they were the four. Uh, there's four episodes to the Walking Dead final season. Yeah. The second one just came out. They're not even finishing it. They said They're that they not might, even finishing they it? They might re-release it in some other form down the road. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah, kidding they, me? They shut the doors and said, everybody, you have a half hour to pack up your things and go. And then they the next day, they gave them an hour to go back in, gather their things. They're and not, they had they're not paying their Why? employees severance. <gasps> oh, I know. Why? Dude, it's a huge deal. Why? They said, we'll pay you for today. Get out. What the... F- Can someone please tell me why? They, they ran out of they money. They broke. They ran out of their... They The, the company wasn't doing what they should be doing. I mean, basically, they 
they said they had uh, financial backers lined up and two of them dropped out. But like, why did it ever get to the point where if two of your backers dropped out, you'd have to immediately shut down without your employees knowing? It's a whole thing. Or employers, like they're, oh, they were hired by Skybound, mm-hmm. right? An image to make a Walking Dead video game. Yeah. And now they can't even finish releasing this? Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole thing. You'll have to look it up after Holy we record. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's not happening. But as far as this uh, uh, Sky Company doing mobile games, if there was an Invincible-related one, it would be really cool if they somehow tied it into the show. Telltale had so many... I'm sorry, I can't get over It's okay. I know it was shocking. It was crazy that it happened. This was like a week and a half ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was... was, Yeah. It was 150-some employees or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, yeah. Uh, This is one of those things, though, that who knows... Remember, it was over a year ago that it's they be talked about. Dead. That's how that's how they have to market it. Like they have to start at least. At least I think so. with Walking Dead. Think about Walking like Dead. um, over over a year ago, we talked about how Skybound made the or made the deal with the uh, Atria, uh, the book company, and we were like, yeah. oh, hopefully we'll get an invincible book. I mean, and it was Walking Dead. Well, there was one all about Negan, you mm-hmm. know, and they just are about to release the second one. But yeah, I mean, who knows? We'll see. Another thing I want to bring up is uh, uh, Laura Innes. Uh, if you guys saw this tweet on Twitter, uh, she announced, she says, uh, I'm stepping into something new, jumping from comics to animation. Invincible, one of my favorite comic book series, is going to be an animated TV show, and I'm joining the Skybound team as a storyboard revisionist, moving to LA next week to start this crazy new adventure. Uh, so it was just cool seeing somebody get announced as the storyboard revisionist, which I did have to look up and see what exactly that means. Can you tell us? Cause I have no idea. Um, from what I can tell, she is kind of like the, um, she's like the go-to person for, and again, I might be wrong for like several different teams. She's talking to the directors, the artists, she works between all of them, but she is an artist who is helping from what I saw, like in between animations, backgrounds, um, effects, like a lot of the um, detail. So she's adding a lot of detail from what I'm hmm. getting. Um, but again, it's just somebody working on the Invincible Animation. It just seems just like cool. there's so much storyboard stuff. Like how many, like there's a million, there's a storyboard director, there's a storyboard editor, there's a storyboard... Revisionist. Revisionist. Which maybe that's just what it's called. Yeah. Maybe that the storyboard is what they're working what it on is, yeah yeah in animation yeah i don't know we don't know this stuff and then chris copeland who we've talked about before uh underneath this awesome yeah, I saw that. image of spider-man says uh one thing i have failed on though one thing i haven't failed on though this invincible show we are building with robert kirkman skybound and amazon we are crafting something special can't wait to share chris copeland is one of the directors is that right chris yeah copeland. he was one of the storyboard okay. he's the one that i saw on twitter that post the image or on okay. instagram he posted the uh image of nolan and, and invincible and then after that um uh the official invincible <clears throat> twitter said something along the lines of just you guys wait it's gonna blow your mind yeah you know so it was cool seeing a little bit of action on the animated series yeah. you know still still gonna be a ways away i'm sure uh also robert kirkman was recently on uh kevin smith's smodcast is mm-hmm. the name of his Smodcast podcast, podcast, Smodcast. yeah, yeah. Uh, I recommend everybody listen to it. It maybe an hour and a half, two hours long. It was an awesome conversation between Kevin Smith and Kirk. I couldn't even imagine because I used to love Fat Man on Batman. Yeah. I used to listen Dude, to that remember shit. remember the Paul Dini episodes oh, and everything? Oh, my God. So it was a two-parter and yeah. then they brought him back again. Uh-huh. It was so good. 
So but, just him and Kirkman, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kirkman actually gets into a lot of uh, AMC stuff. You know, obviously there's that lawsuit going on right now. He talks about how um, Walking Dead was it was up for either HBO and AMC, and how he decided between going to, with AMC. You know, like hmm. is that crazy? Can you spoil it for us? Why did he go to AMC? Um, a lot of it had to do with uh, HBO at the time had just canceled two of its well-received shows just on a whim whereas amc needed was hungry stuff. hungry, hungry yes. for, yeah and so he he kind of took that as it and him and um kevin smith said the thing where it's better to be a, a big fish in a little pond than a little fish in a big pond and that's kind of the way he yeah. he saw it makes sense um but it was a really good thing uh, uh episode he brought up uh, the invincible animated series kevin smith said oh yeah and you got that invincible animated series coming uh and kirkman's like oh no we haven't announced win yet uh, so we still, still nothing, but we're trucking away on that. Uh, other than that, shortly after we recorded the last episode, we played Invincible Hero Quicks, and I just wanted to talk about that oh, for a minute. Oh my gosh. You, you messaged us, Bill, like the day after and you're like, yeah. I want to play again. Let's fucking play again. It was really fun. It's, and it's, and it came back like riding a bike. Like uh... you had the same strategy Dude, we <laughs> I all don't know played. If it, was like bike. it took a long time. But once we but got, then once we, we, got it, we yeah. had to relearn it. Yeah. But it was really fun playing with those mm-hmm. uh, with those invincible clicks. And I do want to play again. I would like to. Yes. We so we want to try possibly doing like a um, live stream. Either right? live stream it or just record it, and yeah. I'd like edit it together of us playing it because it was pretty cool, like having them move around and team up with different like Marvel DC characters or something like that. Um, but maybe we'll do something like that soon. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, uh, relearn it first, uh, before streaming it or anything. So hopefully that'll happen, uh, fairly soon. All right. That is it. As far as news and other stuff, ready to get into the main topic of the show, which is science dog. So science dog, this was released originally as a, um, backup in issue 25 so the first 12 pages of this comic were released uh, in the back of 20 issue 25 and then the rest uh of that first issue like it's it's basically two issues divided up into four parts the first part was released as a backup to issue 25 the second part was released as a backup to issue 50 and then the third part was released as a backup in issue 75 so they were doing this thing where every 25 issues, they would uh, kind of continue the story, um, and which is kind of cool seeing the progression in art and everything too. Uh, then the final issue was released when they compiled them into actual issues. So this is how it came out first. Oh, wow. as single, Where'd you get those? As single issues. This is when they came out. I have those too. It came out as single issues first. You know, well, after the the mm-hmm. the, com- the um, backups. Yeah. Uh, and so it'd be these, and then this is how they told the final fourth part. So after issue 75 came out, they're like, okay, that's going to come, you know, have the, uh, the backup from 75 as well as the, the ending in there as well. And the cover of two makes a lot more sense. Doesn't it? Having read it. Yeah. Uh, in the back of issue one of science dog, again, we're just talking about the issues, not the backups anymore. In the back of issue one of Science Dog, Robert Kirkman talks about why Science Dog is important. He says he is basically the most important character he's ever created. And he is the linchpin to everything he's ever done. 
And if you have the have this issue or you have the opportunity to read it, uh, but he talks about how he was at a convention, and this is right after he made Battle Pope. And he's sitting at a convention, and all he has is Battle Pope. And he looks across the way, and he sees this famous uh, comic book artist who, at the time, would have three movies made out of his creation. And just that one character, and he has a line down the hallway of people waiting to get his stuff signed. And it was just that one character that he created, and he looked miserable. And Kirkman was like, he, he looked at himself, and he's like, I don't want to be the Battle Pope guy, where for years, people are just coming to see me sign Battle Pope stuff, and that's it. So he's like, so right then and there, he's like, I need to create something else and create more things. So the first thing he created was Science Dog. And he got in touch with Corey Walker and told him the idea, and they started working on this new project. This is like the first thing they, they did together. And they took it to Image, and they're like, that's not that cool. How about you do the Super Patriot instead? And so they did Super Patriot. And then they're like, okay, well, what about Science Dog? And they're like, okay, but... Uh, and then Invincible happened, mm -hmm. and they just got tied up, and they never really got to telling their science dog story. That they like that like that was the reason he started doing other things, and his motive, his motivation, basically his first thing. Mm -hmm. and, he uh, told us when he was on our when he was on this podcast that he when Invincible got picked up, he was he actually was trying to sell like seven other books that he had written yeah. to Skybound. Mm -hmm. They just weren't really having it. Yeah, and so it was all about him trying to you know branch out and do something else and had he never branched out we probably wouldn't have ever gotten invincible or walking dead or anything else and so science dog ended up in the backup for issue 25 like i said and uh and this is the completed story they finished it right after issue 75 invincible came out just a little bit at a time what did you guys think of it tj you can go first i actually loved it yeah I did. I loved it. It was so I good. It was really I also good. loved it. It got nuts. Right? Yeah. It I always I always grade a comics like how much I like it by my eagerness to keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I, I have it something all in one sitting. I mean it's I, only two I issues, too. but I did too. I, if I have something to do and a comic book makes me not do that thing mm -hmm. because I want to keep going, it's a great it's a great fucking comic. And this was like surprising. The art in it yeah, was I feel like we've been we've been like all about Corey Walker lately. Well, especially because we're doing the reread of Corey Walker and, and stuff like and that. The final really issue with Corey Walker was just and... phenomenal. But this was fucking great. Wasn't this really good? Yeah, like the it art kind of reminded was... me of Destroyer. Remember he did Destroyer? Yeah, Destroyer yeah. and that art was really, really yeah, good. It was too. really good. Oh, we should reread Destroyer. I think we're gonna. I think we got. That was a fucking. Good... We gotta reread Destroyer. That was a fucking good one. Um, real quick, uh, Kirkman obviously wrote it. Corey Walker pencil, uh, pencil and inker, uh. Colored by Dave Stewart and Chris Chuck, Chuckry. Uh, lettered by Russ Wooten and editor Cena Grace. Russ Wooten. Russ Wooten, right? Do something else. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. does everything else. He does everything. So this comic made me... Because Science Dog is always around. Like yeah, he's, so he's Science Dog around. is... I mean, they, uh, Kirkman obviously wrote him into Invincible, Invincible yeah. as the Invincible to Invincible. Like, I, this is his favorite superhero. Yeah, and I don't know why, but I never really, like, you have that little Funko Pop. That's not Funko Pop. It's yeah, that, it's the Skybound Mini. Yeah, the little Skybound Mini of, of Science Dog. And, like, always, always just a thing. Yeah. But after reading this, I fucking love Science Dog now. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. I have the coolest Nick Bradshaw commission of Science Dog. 
I don't think I remember that. Oh my gosh, it's so good. His wife you should pull it up. I'm gonna want to post his, that. He told me that his wife wanted him to redo it for me, uh-huh. so that they could keep the one that he did for me. Really? Yeah, she wanted. I remember to keep you saying that actually. I needed. You need to show I don't me. Remember that. I'm trying to bring it up. Yeah, but it's not loading. Uh, oh, there it is. Oh yeah, that's sweet. That's so cool. You gotta see. He send does it. look more like send a dog there because of the jowls, mm-hmm. the low hanging jowl. That's fucking badass. Well. Yeah. So I like how uh, this starts out, and Science Dog is a superhero. He's on a lunchbox, and he's just he's got his he's got his guy in the chair, um, and he's got the the assistant, um, Daniel and Rebecca. Thank you. I was just about to say, what are their names again? Yeah, so I can't believe I fucking remember that. Yeah, Walt is the villain's name. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I read this a few weeks ago, but still. And I read it. Oh, I won't say. <laughs> I read it today. I read it today. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, it starts off and it's um, Science Dog going to fight Walt, and we get a little bit of the backstory. A little bit of a backstory. I right, go for it. The, he like he like goes off for like you know how villains like monologue. five pages. Yeah, yeah. This, the like, whole the whole issue was just like let me tell you about. Oh, you're right. Our it does kind of keep going. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And even I remember Science Dog said, "I never get tired of hearing that story, Walt." You know, I'm always anxious to hear the updates at the end. I like how we didn't have a like um, a villain name. Yeah, he's, called, Walt. he's like, oh, it's Walt again. And I'm like, what's Walt? Mm-hmm. But okay, so it shows it, it, he, it talks about the creation of Science Dog, and he was he was uh he was a doctor's or a scientist's dog. Yeah, and he was caught up in a fly like situation. Yes, it did kind of have that fly feel it's, to it, but it's wasn't it absolutely? A, it's a time machine. It was a time machine, right? Yeah. So Science Dog was a dog of a scientist named. Oh, uh, Collins, Doctor Collins, Doctor Collins, mm-hmm. and the uh, the science dog as a dog was gonna his ball was gonna go into this. Think of like the fly, it's it's identical to the fly. Never seen the fly. You've never seen. I know the what fly. it is, and I'm familiar. Je- I'm talking I've, about I've, Jeff Goldblum's oh, no, fly, not not the original original fly. Oh, yeah. Well, give give the villain a little. We gotta talk about the villain a little bit more. Well, so he hated he hated Doctor Collins. For always having the dog in the lab when there's important equipment and all everything that they had worked on, worked on, and there was like a dog running around in like a sterile environment, he always hated the dog being in there. So the dog went to run inside of the little portal that they were had just activated, and Walt went to go stop him, and they both got sucked in, mm-hmm. and everything went black. We, yeah, it says we, explained. we were evolved. Our molecules molecules were brought one million years into the future, resulting in our instantaneous evolution. Which is badass. That's pretty cool. So cool. Right? Kirkman comes up with, like, the coolest origins, mm-hmm. you know, to not make it cliche. Yeah. Yeah, your intelligence was increased to more than ten times that of the smartest human. Your strength and speed were improved exponentially as well. Keep in mind they're fighting while he's saying all of this. Oh, yeah. This but it's not showing any fight. It's just yeah. showing all backstory. That was Science Dog that that became smart and yeah. strength, strong. Uh, but Walt, on the other hand, uh, didn't... Uh, because he was already His brain became smart. more advanced than yeah. yours to begin with. He My became evolution, telepathic. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, telekinetic. Telekinetic. Oh, yeah. So move he can, objects he can with, move his mind. with his mind. Yeah. God. Oh, yeah. And super smart. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then Daniel... What, lost his legs in the accident, yep. and they kind of just teamed up, and they fought Walt over the years. And that's uh that like monologue right there is where the first backup would have ended, just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it picks up. They continue fighting, 
Um, and Science Dog almost defeats him. Like he's bleeding from his face and he does some cool things where he's like, think think Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Walt says, oh, you know, you, you destroyed my exosuit, but that's not it. And then he uses these boulders to crush Science Dog, but Science Dog is, is teleported out and you don't know where he went to. Yeah, he the vanishes. Boulder. What? That's what I always think of when I Oh, the fucking boulder. Avatar. The boulder. The boulder. Oh, that was so good. <gasps> we didn't talk about the Dragon Prince. We'll talk about that at the end. Okay. With our other stuff. Uh, yeah, we got a little bit of, um, what is it, sexual tension between Daniel and Rebecca? Yeah, it's definitely romantic tension. You know, something going sure. on. Not a girl wouldn't normally get into a guy's face like that. Yeah, and had... pause. Right. Um, but because Walt is still on a rampage and Science Dog disappeared, Daniel puts on the suit, a suit, mm-hmm. and goes after him. Yes. Yeah, which Rebecca was not too happy about. Uh, so yeah, Daniel goes after him. He's fighting him, and Walt says, "Hopefully, Science Dog gets here soon because I'm going to kill you." Yeah, and then it shows Science Dog in a test tube abducted by aliens and that's it that's where it left off big penis aliens yeah really uh, uncomfortable looking aliens they kind of look like almost the simpsons I was aliens th- I, tj i didn't think that because i just you didn't imme- think penis immediately no, i was thinking <laughs> simpsons all yeah. i thought was simpsons. really oh yeah. i immediately went to Minus penis what does that say about me <laughs> <laughs> uh and then it picks up uh with which, which would be the third backup the second issue and uh, these aliens abducted Science Dog because he they scanned Earth and found that he was the smartest. Yes. Right? Yeah. And uh, they need him to help solve their fuel problem. And he is going They're to They're stranded. Yeah. And they said, we understand, but if you don't help us, we'll destroy your planet. Mm-hmm. We're that desperate. Yeah. Uh, they put him in some kind of stasis where he won't feel the passage of time so he can work straight through without, mm-hmm. you know, any, any lapse. Uh, and... As soon as he's finished, they're like, all right, yep, we can send you back. It's uh, It's been 11 months. Almost a year. Yep. Again, a Kirkman-esque trope, right? The yeah, passage of time. Years, five years with things, Mark. Like things, what, what's happened in the time that you've been Flaxon gone? on dimension. Oh, always. Yeah. The f- whole final issue of Invincible yeah. is, you know, the passage of time and what's going on in between. So Science Talk goes back. This is... this. This gets so good. This is when I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm in. I'm when, so in. Yeah, when he went back yeah. and it was just the apocalypse. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 11 I, months same later. Same thing, dude. I was, I was like, no fucking way. He's, he's looking for Rachel and she's just, she reminds me of, um, what's her name in Brit? Um, Susan. She looks like Susan in Susan. Brit in the apocalypse. Was it Susan? She had one arm. It was Brit's wife oh. from the alternate dimension um, i don't know why but she, was and she had the like robot her. arm right yeah yeah. yeah yeah but um yeah mm. science dog is shocked hmm you don't remember this i didn't read brit you mm. yeah that was okay that was you guys but she had one arm oh mm. that is connection that is interesting Maybe. I mean, there's no connection, I don't think. There's literally but no connection. I was waiting. The fact that you, she reminded you, maybe that's why she reminded you of Susan. Yeah. What but a how terrible many people, name, Susan. Was it Susan? I think it was Susan. <laughs> how many people lose arms, though? Um, Rick? Oh. Okay, go on. Spoiler. Her eating a rat? 
uh, and then just a lot of time passes. Like Stein Stark says, I'm going to fix this. And then you just see as he progressively gets older, hairier, older, like a bigger beard. He's just, I don't know if it's so much a lot of time passes and he's getting he's just, older. I think he's just unkept. Well, three years passed. Was it three years? Oh, yeah, yeah it he was. said three Shit. years. Yeah. It took him three years to build the time machine. It's 21 in dog years. Whoa. <laughs> 21 years? Do you think he aged? Isn't oh, it they, seven years? They make that joke in this. Oh, you're right. He's they like, did. oh, I've been gone for like three months. He's like, oh, it, human months. years right. or Daniel dog years? That, right? Yeah, Daniel does. He's like, oh, I haven't heard that joke before. Damn it. I thought I was being funny. No, Damn. you weren't. Uh, well, I mean, you were. But, you was, know. Yeah. Uh, three years later, and he finished it. He's recreating the time machine. He wants to go back in time and undo this. Uh, no time for long goodbyes. He, he Walter shows up and. Uh, Science dog jumps through the time machine. This, oh my gosh, this just gets so good. So he's passed out in the corner during the whole. He he comes back, but he passes out and before Daniel Daniel leaves. So, yeah, we're, so re, we're reseeing this scene of again him disappearing from then, a different angle. Yeah, and then Daniel saying, "Oh, I have to go. Science dog is gone, and I have to go stop Walt." And you even see on the like screen, the monitors like science dog's clothes disappear. Right. Yep, poof. Well, his clothes stay there. Oh, you're right. Him yeah, disappearing, his yeah. clothes, yeah, remain. Uh, but Science Dog wakes up, and he's like, "Well, where's Daniel? It's been so long." And uh, I love this. Wasn't in time. Hmm. So he goes. He, so he makes it in time to meet Daniel and Walt, but right at the part where Walt said, "Hopefully, Science Dog gets here in time because he, you're gonna need his help." Yeah, and and it's Walt saying, "Oh, Science, where are you?" Yeah, and isn't that cool? Like. That's where that issue would have left off. Like you, you that cliffhanger. You're at again. Turn the page because it's really good. And so it's, the, the next thing that happens back then and now is science dog, kind of older, mm-hmm. with a longer beard, shows up, but he's too late. And he sees a like a ton of shrapnel and like beams and stuff go through and just blood everywhere. Daniel dies. It's just crazy that he he goes back in time, and still fails. And still fails that. This was badass. Him just going feral. So Science Dog goes completely feral. He uses this grapple gun to throw Walt to the ground. Yeah. And then bites his neck, like his jugular. And Walt's just saying, let go, let let, let go. I'm getting weaker and he's not letting go. Oh, man. What did you think of right here? Doesn't that remind you like of Wolfman? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I couldn't not think of it. Yeah. Oh, it's so brutal. I like how he just says... He calls him a bad, bad dog. dog. Bad, dog. Dying. Oh. bad dog. And he does look like a dog that won't let go of a bone. Yeah, that, like, but that's what it looked like to me. That's yeah. what I'm picturing is when a dog was, doesn't let go. Yeah, like, I was thinking oh, of, of Kobo. This is scary. Like, yeah. It made me feel, kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. For dying. Yeah. So, and he opens up the, the suit and Daniel is, Daniel's in fact, dead. Like he's, dead. Impaled by lots of stuff. Man. So, so he technically would have saved. Like, the apocalypse wouldn't have happened, but he lost Daniel. Like, mm-hmm. that was the trade-off. Um, but, so, go ahead, DJ. What's her name? Rebecca. Rebecca. Rebecca comes in. He's just sitting there sipping coffee like nothing happened, and she's freaking out because they didn't go he, to the funeral. he missed the funeral. She went to the funeral. He yeah. didn't. Uh, and she's saying, you know, his family was devastated that you weren't there. What are you doing? Like, And he's like, it, it, Daniel's not dead. He didn't die. It, it, none of this happened. None of this matters because I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to fix it. So, he spends... 
this whole time she's like pissed at him and he's for months and months working on a time machine to go back and fix it and this whole time she's mad at him for not saving people mm-hmm. and there's there's destruction going on in the city and he's like none of that matters because i'm going to go back and i'm going to save daniel and then i'll save those people yeah you know? like those people will be saved by me going yeah back. he's saying i'm saving i'm technically saving the world he's like but these lives don't matter right mm-hmm. now this timeline this was a and and during this uh fight with her he says did you have any idea how much he loved you he never could build up the nerve to tell you but he did like it's so good that was deep mm-hmm. yeah oh. because it because she's saying how dare you tell me that especially now that i can't do anything about it this, yeah you know this whole conversation makes made me feel almost i feel bad for science dog and i feel bad for all the grief and stuff like that but mm-hmm. this timeline even though because he's even saying like this is just an alternate timeline like i'm going to go and change it and this is never going to happen but it still did mm-hmm. like it still affected all these people daniel did still die in this timeline and when he goes back, that timeline, to me, this is what I believe, is still going to be there. Mm. You know what I mean? So he just is kind of selfishly yeah, because creating yet another timeline to possibly fuck up. Yeah, that's just looking at it as every time he goes back, he creates a new branch. Right. Yeah. It depends on what you believe. Which is that belief. Which I, I like that theory. Mm-hmm. I like that theory of time travel, where every time you go back to change something, all you're doing is just making another branch. Right? Off. I mean, imagine. So because like, that's if you, the only way. If you all of a sudden time travel, does that mean that I won't exist anymore? That's what I mean, yeah. Or do I still continue to and exist the interesting without you thing, here? That, with that theory is that that means I can then go back to that original branch mm-hmm. and you will have been living your life for several years and I can be like, what happened? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so I like that theory best. So yes, you're right. He is essentially leaving her to this, but then in that same train of thought, isn't there millions of those that he, he could then create? He He's is already selfish. done three. Well, yeah. two. Yeah. Both. He's both, going to a third. Both where, yeah, Daniel dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that is kind of a selfish thing, not but only, at the same time, that, it's still selfish because not just because it let's let's go off the idea of what science dog believes that it that it won't have ever have existed. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's not true though because it's existing now. Just that's because what I'm it, saying. just because it ceases to exist doesn't mean it didn't exist at all. He's still causing her pain whether she it goes back and she never mm. existed in the first place. It still happened. So yeah. could you say that he I mean, a really good example would be he thanos them, right? He just, they still existed, but he just snapped them out of existence because he created then his own timeline. That's interesting to think about because like we're saying, oh, maybe he did it, he did it for himself in a selfish kind of move. But at the same time, like he, he is, he is very much aware of a Rachel who has gone through pain mm-hmm. and he's in, he's living in this new timeline where she's happy and fine. But he still knows of years of her being in pain. You know what I mean? And that still happened to him. Right, but he's making himself feel better thinking that that one does no longer exist. It never happened. But it did. She lived 11 months, 11 months of hell on earth. And just because he disappeared from that timeline does not mean that it is still not going on. Yeah. But again, like TJ said, in in this, maybe he assumes that it does disappear. You know, it's interesting, if you go back to the very, very beginning, he's he even said that he didn't know if he was in a different dimension or if he was in a different, or like a planet that was far, far away, like where he was battling that Oh, you're race. right, yeah. So, I mean, how how could he be in that kind of, that situation is the same exact kind of situation as time travel. To me, the more that I'm thinking about it is dimensional. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know? Yeah. How could it be any other way without oh, yeah. creating paradoxes? Yeah. 
Well, that's time travel. Time travel is always messy, which is why I like that theory the best. Yeah. That it just branches off. All right, yep. And you're right. So I guess he is choosing to live in a, in a world that, you know, those people don't die. He's choosing to. He's choosing to, yeah. Right. And so... Uh, that got deep. It got real deep. Yeah. It got real deep. Uh, and so Science Dog is refusing, like, you know, to help. Rachel oh, he's keeps focusing, yeah. yeah, he's focusing only on his work. He's working on the time machine. He's just, that's all he's he doing. He said he can't get distracted. He can't risk getting hurt, not being able to finish his work to yeah. bring Daniel back and stop this timeline from ever happening. Mm -hmm. uh, we see a quick glimpse of a purple, or I'm sorry, a pink and white mech, which I think is safe to assume that is Rachel. Rebecca. I'm sorry, Rebecca using. Is uh, it Rachel? No, I don't know. I, I was pretty confident with Rebecca. Rebecca is a Oblivion song, right? Rebecca is... Oh, it's Rachel. It's it Rachel. Rachel. It's Rachel. <laughs> Rebecca. It definitely is Daniel and Walt, though. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, uh, I will say Daniel? that her wearing that suit looks like, speaking of Mecha Wolfman, Mecha yeah. It does kind of look like Mecha Maid. A little bit of Adam Eve with the circle and then the uh, mm. pink shoulders kind of thing. Um, it's Mecha Maid. But yeah, Mecha Maid. Yeah. Uh, and I love how we just see that for like a glimpse, and then her wearing, uh, wearing the suit like outside of the mech, with the R she's on a big and everything. R, yeah. And that's all you see of it, because she's been out saving people and she got injured. Like, there's no need. It's just, it's just storytelling in the background. Yeah, that's just cool. That's and, a, it, it's, and it go. But it, now that I'm reading this more, it really makes me not like Science Dog for his decision. For his decision. decision, he's literally allowing her. To create this suit. I wish we would have get had this conversation. Because he's like, you don't even exist. He's like, I don't care about you or this world or the people that are dying because you do not exist to me. Yeah. I wish we would have had this conversation before talking to Kirkman. Because wow. I feel like this is, it can be taken both ways. Like, it's it's almost saying, like, how, do you, how would you perceive this story? You know, it could be like, it's happy. He's going back to a time where everybody's okay. None of that ever if happened. You don't think about it. But, you're but right, if you like, allow your mind to open up to the possibilities, why would you want to take that chance? Question. What if, and I know this, I'm not saying that this is what happened, but what if those were erased from Science Dog's memory as time went on? They still happen, though. Oh, you know because I mean? they didn't happen in yeah. his time? Yeah. But that's that that adds an interesting, that, that contradicts you thinking that it creates different <laughs> dimensions because maybe not even creating... What if time travel wasn't creating different dimensions? It was just you transporting yourself to all the infinite different dimensions that there were. That's what I was saying before. Like, this could be happening simultaneously in other dimensions already. And he's, and just, he's just popping in and out. But that's almost dimension traveling. But that's that's what but I that's said. that's what time travel is. That's what this? I said. How, how could it not? How, right. Yeah. Right? Couldn't so it would be? he be selfish then in that scenario? Well, yeah, because he's choosing not to help this dimension. But he's Thinking choosing not no to help millions of dimensions. Right. But he's living in this And dimension. this is why Rick from Rick and Morty just doesn't care. Because he's like, <laughs> this is just too much. <laughs> We're almost done. We'll finish this real quick. Science Dog uh, leaves her. And he says, "I'm uh, in a way I'm saving this world. But how you could possibly get pros to work. He, Yeah, he makes it work. He leaves Rachel and just disappears. Um, yeah. So he goes back to the time... Uh, and he just goes what a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier, yeah. And he takes he takes a spacesuit, one of Science Dog's spacesuits. So this is when right before uh, Science Dog was mm -hmm. abducted by aliens. Now this is a dimension where Science Dog didn't get captured by aliens. 
See how time travel I could guess. just literally be different dimensions of what if? Yeah. So, mm. whereas Science Dog would have been abducted by aliens. This is how he wasn't. This is how he wasn't in this timeline. The 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 Science Dog from the future that's grizzled and has all the long hair and everything flies up to that ship and says, Hey, I know you're about to uh, abduct me, but I'm here. I'll, I'll do the work for you. Um just far away from this place. It is, he knows what he did. Mm -hmm. He is weighing on that guilt. That's what the end of this is. And so we look back down at the science dog who defeated Walt. Walt's in prison. Everybody's happy. Um, that, but Daniel and Rachel say, should we talk about the other him that flew off with one of his suits? Mm -hmm. and they're like, no, let's talk about that later. And I go, it says tomorrow. Let's oh, save yeah, that tomorrow. for tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you just get a panel of old man science dog staring out at earth through the window flying away from it flying away. because he's he left the life behind so he could look so he could leave the world I know, how, how it should have been if he didn't disappear if yeah. daniel didn't die and if walt was defeated as should have happened yeah look at the picture of cory walker with his luscious hair uh-huh yeah doesn't he have a shaved head or something yeah, like that? yeah. it was just an old photo of him at the uh wow uh nes gun Wow, what an, what I mean, we talked about this little two shot fucking thing. It's deep. We still have all of Invincible to go. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I I, I thought this was way better than I expected, um, and it's cool because it's it almost feels like, and it's I think poignant because of what Kirkman uh, said about this uh, comic and what it means to him. I almost feel like you could take this and give it to anybody and be like, this is Robert Kirkman. Mm -hmm. It has humor. It has the action. It has uh, the deep, like meaningfulness. It has villains. It mm -hmm. has like time travel. And art gore. It art had gore. way more gore than I thought it was like, going to have. Yeah, too. seeing Daniel all messed and up. And science dog ripping his throat out. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this is very much uh, if you wanted to distill Robert Kirkman down into two issues, and I think that he would. Huh. I think he would appreciate that. I think you're right. You're like, I want you to read Invincible, but before you read Invincible, yeah, this if, is what it's if, like. If this, if you, if, yeah, if you are even yeah. remotely interested in these two issues, you will like Invincible. You just have to get if through you don't more like than two this, inches. You issues. won't like Invincible because it's basically a, a 144 issues of Science Dog. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm, that's, a little, that's a strong statement you made there. No. I would agree with no. that. Mm. Everything that is in Science Dog is I think it's in a Invincible. good introduction to his writing you're saying that but like think that of invincible like, is better than the the whole of invincible which is 144 issues is better than the whole of science dog right well yeah i mean yeah. okay i think i know we yeah. all three agree but, but like if, if dog, you were to compact invincible into two issues and like make it one story chop all the characters down to the three characters this is what it feel like this is what it feels like and it's cool because this is robert kirkman Every 25 issues of Invincible basically coming back to the story. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it is I'm just almost trying to put myself progressing. in the mindset of, of handing that to somebody. And if, if they were to hand it back to me and be like, yeah, it was okay. I feel like I would still be like, oh, but you just got to read Invincible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not a good, you know what I mean? Like, just, I don't think that, I don't know if I would really use that as like a test to find out if someone would enjoy Invincible. That's all I'm saying. My thing is, if they gave that back to you and said they hated it and could barely get through it, they okay. Like invincible. But that's what I mean. Like, right. if they said, yeah, maybe, then yeah, give them an invincible. So let them try that. Yeah. If they're willing to give Science Dog a shot after they finish it, then 
Yeah. yeah. Invincible shot. Invincible shot yeah. after they finished. Yeah. I th- I am sad. It's, it's I sad. was sad when it ended. When I when you I you called like, me. Yeah. I was, and I was like, whoa, 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 I called you right after. I was like, Ryan, does it end with him leaving Earth? And you're like, yes. Don't say anything. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, and you hung up. I was like, but wait, I want more. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, they, they do. They Shut do. Up, TJ. They do tease that they that they'd come back to him someday and everything like that. But who mm-hmm. knows? You know. I mean, maybe that's something that Cody Walker's working on. What if on. he did like a like uh like he was in the show somehow? Like science. Almost like character. almost like a uh, Watchmen uh, Tales from the Black Freighter or whatever thing. Oh, where what like, if he wasn't? Well, that's going on. Oh my God, when, that? Mark, when Mark is on the toilet and it like zooms into the cover and then yeah, into the, and, and then it and then it's like different animation style too. Yeah. Oh, Kirkman. Cool. Free you're, idea. You're reading a comic book. So in Invincible, you're reading a comic book, and his favorite comic book character is Science Dog. What if Science Dog in the animated show is his favorite animated series? Oh, that's okay. a good point. That's cool. I like that. That's cool and everything. But doesn't it make you appreciate Mark more for reading such oh, a good yeah. comic book? Yeah. Because before you like Science Dog, funny. why would that be his favorite comic? Now, now I fucking know why. And now as we read through this reread, Anytime that he goes to see Flip Shafe and talk about science dog mm-hmm. issues and all that kind of stuff, yeah, adds a little bit more to it. Uh, it's it's poignant because at the end of Trade Paperback Volume 2, which we're getting into our reread right now, is uh, a bunch of pinups of science dog. That's the pinup that's in uh, Mark's room. Yeah, it is, and he talks about that. Uh, Kirkman says, Science Dog is Mark's favorite comic, but it's also a book that Corey and I pit, uh, put a pitch together before we did Super Patriot. Uh, for image. Corey and I plan on doing an actual comic with the guy one day, but how soon that will be is anyone's guess. Below are the covers for issue one and two and some promo art. I figured I might as well share this stuff and not let it go to waste. On the opposite page, there is the illo that appears as a poster on Mark's room, uh, on Mark's wall in the book. Um, so yeah. Hmm. There's a picture of Science Dog with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Magmites. Yeah. Yeah, Science Dog fighting the Magmites. Uh, yeah, Science Dog was so good. Uh, was really and good. all that talk that we had about uh, time travel and dimensions and everything like that, we are going to end up having that same discussion when it comes to issue 34 of Invincible after he fights Angstrom in the desert. What are you talking about? Invincible beat up Angstrom, yeah. left, left him bloody in the desert, yeah. and then the next issue when the we always talk when about the that. other and the dimension future, and the future guardians, future guardians come back mm-hmm. to him and then create a new. It just makes so much sense now. Now that we're talking that's about, that's what it, I how always pictured that making that? sense. Yeah, that dimension still exists. Yes, and that's why Eve's like heartbroken. Right, but it didn't change her. It didn't. It doesn't. Eve, Eve didn't go back to that dimension no. and change all of a sudden. She no. existed the rest of her yes. life without Mark. Yes. Yes. So but that's she, why she's like telling him, "You have to tell me," and then she leaves knowing that, like, but it's not going to change but, for her. But wouldn't that dimension have happened regardless? Because there's an infinite amount of possibilities. If we're going that route, so she didn't really do anything. She just kind of helped herself think. Maybe. Right? Because Mark, yeah. didn't, Mark didn't tell Eve that he loved her thinking, oh, wait, that future Eve told me that I had to say this to you. He got feelings for her. Yeah. I we'll get to am that issue. way okay with time travel now, <laughs> if you think about it it, makes it. it makes it better. Yeah. Mm, it does. Okay. Here we go. Invincible Reread, Volume 2. Eight is enough. Uh, this is issues five through eight. Through eight. And eight ah, is enough. And eight is enough. Is there also eight members of the original Guardians of the Globe? One, two, three, four, f- 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then and eight, eight would, would be, be Omni Man. Yeah. Uh, real, go ahead, DJ. Mm, no, never mind. Uh, real quick before we get into this, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Meryl Medina. Medina, sorry, man. Uh, he did reply to us when he found out we were doing Science Dog Volume One, and he was really excited about it. He said, "As you should be, good for you." He said, "I'm so down for this episode. Discovering Science Dog rocked." It's like the ultimate two-issue time travel rescue mission comic. So, so good, guys. So, yeah. Super duper. Super duper. Uh, I would also like to shout out that um, our friend Ben from Nerds Chatting is actually in Oi. this issue. Oh, he is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he is in he this He does issue. get a cameo or in, in this, this uh, in this volume here. Shout, uh, shout out to the first page yeah. of being a carrot on the floor. Why is there a carrot on the floor? I don't know. <laughs> That's such a random thing to put on the floor. And a whole carrot. So I will say, because we're going to be doing this a lot, one thing, my, probably my least favorite thing about the trade paperbacks is that they all go chapter one, chapter two. You know what mm. I mean? Instead of telling oh, me the issue. issue. So every time so we start it, a new issue, I have issue to four. think. Yes, and it's going to get harder as this we go. This is issue five. This is issue five. Yes. Oh, I already <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> DJ. Mm. Oh my goodness gracious. Look at your poopy hair. Look at you Look at your fucking here. poopy hair. So yeah, of course, this is uh, uh, Robert Kirkman. Uh, this was penciled and inked by Corey Walker until the final issue, which is when Ryan Otley came on, all of which was colored by Bill Crabtree. Uh, Who was Kirkman the... was still the letterer at wow, this point. Wow, good. He didn't... He didn't... And he didn't create Russ. He, he didn't, didn't go to an alternate dimension to create Russ Wooten. Not yet. And uh, lock him in a room and say, write all of these things down. <laughs> uh, and what's the third? So this would be five, six, seven. So issue seven is the one uh, that has a ton of guest artists. Um, uh, Mark, oh. Mark Engler actually did. Uh, Savage. Are you that which I'm on? No. The, the funeral? What did? No, it's uh, all the different um, guardians. They're all different artists. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of them is yeah. um, Cliff Rathburn. Uh, he did the Green Ghost and Martian, uh, Martian Man sequence. Mark Englert, he did... Shoot, we just read something by him recently. Uh, it's going to bother me. It wasn't Tech Jacket. Was it Invincible Presents? Was it? Capes. Was Capes Englert? Yes. Oh, it was. So the artist of yeah. uh, Capes, which makes sense for right around this time. Uh, the artist of Capes did the uh, uh, War Woman mm -hmm. section. So those are names we're familiar with. All right, TJ. I saw Tony Moore in there. Who was the inker? <clears throat> and Tony Moore, yes, was the inker for the um, Red Rush sequence. So, yeah, those are names we know. TJ, issue five. Issue five. Starting off, we get our introduction to a beloved character named Alan. Yep. He this gets is... a phone call. He's uh, doing home. Uh, Mark is in his room doing homework. He gets his phone a phone call from uh, Nolan, who's off uh, fighting something else with the Guardians, and he's saying, "Hey, some somebody is entering our orbit. I need you to go up and fight this guy. I fight this guy every couple of years. He comes up, and I have to fight him, and then he goes away. I need you to go up and fight him. He's the strongest guy you'll ever face." Uh, but I think you can take. But you them. should be fine. Yeah. Also, tell your mom we want steaks. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Steaks again, coming, making a comeback. There's, there's a lot of Mark being a teenager in this one. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I have schoolwork to do. Oh, I'm doing homework and I'm a superhero. Like, that was the shtick, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's as he's talking to his dad on on the phone, he's putting on his uh, costume, and we get the little science dog in the back there, in the background, and uh, he's got the science dog on the wall. 
So he flies up into the into orbit, and he's like, "Now what?" And he gets punched in the back by a very skinny, very skinny. scrawny, <laughs> bubbly, young-looking yeah. Alan. Alan the, the alien. alien, and um, you know, Alan is kind of talking to him, bantering, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and he finally Mark is like, "How is it that I'm reading your thoughts right now? How can you read my thoughts?" And when he's like. Well, if you know another way to talk in space, I'd like to hear it. That they can mm-hmm. kind of, that's just a normal, accepted they, um, thing that you can hear each other's thoughts they in They explain it later, right? Because they didn't explain it in this do. issue. In a later issue, they talk about something that allows them to read each other's thoughts. Because way later, like in the hundreds, at one point, um, when Oliver is coming down, and again, I should have said this at the beginning of the episode. We, 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 this being a rereader, this is us knowing and be talking about mm-hmm. future issues. So there are spoilers. Um, when Oliver is coming down with the scourge virus and the then Guardians of the Globe go up into space, they can't communicate with each other for some reason because they didn't have the device or whatever that allows them to. There is something. So just leave that in the back of your mind as we do this reread. Alan, Alan talks about it. That's what I'm saying. It's just not in this issue, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, Marcus it is? says, how can I hear your thoughts and you speak English? He's like, of course I do. And he's like, oh, I have this thing. It gives me a splitting headache. He talks about it. Hmm. When they first start talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead, TJ. Uh, and then, so before he went up into space, he said that you can, he's like, I can hold my breath in space for a couple days. I'm sure you could do it for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. So he's up there and he's fighting Alan. Alan punches him down to earth and he takes a deep breath and he goes, I needed that. And then he flies back up into space. I kind of like, I really like that. I like that too. Uh, and then he slams into Alan and bashes him. He like kind of like checks him right into the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't even affect Alan. He gets back up and he's like, oh, wow. He's like, I'm starting to think that you're not even suitable to protect this planet. And he's like, whoa, like Mark tells him like, can we just like chill and talk about this? And Alan's like, dude, didn't they tell you that I was coming? Like, this is what I do. I go planet to planet to planet. I'm from the Coalition of Planets. And we go from planet to planet to ensure that whoever's protecting that planet is suitable to mm-hmm. protect that planet. He calls it the Champion Evaluation Officer. Mm-hmm. And he's currently evaluating the champion for Urth. Urth? Urth? Oh, it's Urath. 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 Earth, yeah. And I, I say it fast, Earth? like Earth. Earth. It's not Earth, it's Earth. That's what he says. Earth. It's because it's close. Yeah. No, because should, even Mark should sound close. Even Mark said Earth, what is that? Earth. No, he says Earth, what is that? Yeah, it could be you Earth. Mean Earth. Yeah. And he goes, Oh crap. Because it's so close, that's what makes it, you know what I mean? Right. And he's like, oh, crap, I'm, I've had the wrong planet for, what, 15 years now? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, they're going to be pissed at me because they... Part of me is is almost a little shocked that Kirkman never revisited Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd be like, oh, man, like, even if it's just on the coalition, it'd be like, oh, hopefully, you know, this, you know, another simulation doesn't end like you like uh like earth ended you know what i mean like their their, their civilization imagine? was wiped out because yeah could you imagine because <laughs> they had an unsuitable could you uh, imagine if it was just like a one-page thing like atlantis with yeah. like the what the fish guy aquarius aquarius uh-huh. just sitting there and like nothing's happening and it's literally just one page and it says earth and or, or wrath and it's just like a barren wasteland yeah. and that's it yeah that's all that it is <laughs> oh yeah 
So yeah. And then Mark is like, whoa, as he's sitting on the moon looking up at Earth. Which is a very iconic shot, Mary's I like, feel cool. like, from the series. It is cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, he sits down at the table, has uh, has a moment where uh, he explains that he, he beat him. And well, they he talked used it more, out. Yeah, he, they talked it out. Used more brains than brawn. And then he uh, science dog poster on the wall and is Again. disappointed because he has to do homework. Uh as we go, there's a couple times I want to give a shout out to Nerd Bunker. They hit us up on Twitter and gave us some feedback, a lot of feedback for each issue. So I am going to chunk it down a little bit um, and do some highlights here. Nerd Bunker over at Twitter says, uh, uh, issue one, he liked how it shows Mark displaying early signs of strength as a diplomat. I probably didn't even think about this at the time, but knowing how it ends make me makes me value this moment a little more. So like he's talking about Mark choosing to talk as opposed to fight shows a lot about his character and what we know later on shows more the more human side of him yeah but it also it shows consistency too yes right because this has always been within mark even though he can throw punches he's mm -hmm. always like more rational even thinking. think about even with conquest he's like let's yeah, talk first. let's talk first right uh yeah. Nerdbunker continues, ending the issue with Mark thinking he could finally rest and realizing he still has homework to do, humanizes him and brings him to the reality of everything. Going from seeing the entire Earth from space and having to do homework all within the same day puts his life in perspective for the readers. So yeah. Issue six. Six. I hate this. I hate Chapter this. two, issue six. Chapter two. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of your favorite scenes. Hate oh, no, it. I hate it. Why? I hate it. Them playing so catch? Stupid. You're stupid. It's so dumb. It's it's cool. It is a little corny. Where <laughs> but the like, more you think about where it. He's like, he's like, wait a minute. And then he goes up and catches the ball. It's, like, it's cool because it's them playing catch. And it's yeah, them playing catch in a superhero way. But it's like, man, if he was off just a centimeter, wouldn't how it be many, like miles how away? How many birds? <laughs> how many planes did they take down? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it would need to be like... You don't even... You don't. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, so they're, yeah, playing, they're uh, playing catch talk. I do, I do like... They're, they. Uh, Nolan calls him out during the... For calling uh, him dad. For calling him dad. Uh, like, that's another little thing. We didn't I did, say what I didn't we were even... talking about for a second. For, for people who we didn't say. Hmm. They're playing catch backwards. So they're throwing the ball around the world. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't actually say that out loud. We were just talking about it. Um, I don't... I. Now, Mark, to me, doesn't seem like an athlete. Not really. And I can't, like, if me and TJ were playing catch, like, I would When was the last time you played catch? Like, glove, like, I'm sorry, mitt? Probably when we lived ball. in Kenmore and yeah. we would go to the park. Yeah, five or six years ago, maybe. <laughs> that's no, wait, that's seven, way more recent than I have. Seven or eight years ago. Yeah, okay. I know, just throwing it, like, you know, 50 yards. Yeah. I was like, I hope you can catch this. <laughs> um... So yeah, I like I like the the I don't know what you call it the attention to detail that uh, Mark calling out Dad. I mean, it was an alien invasion. It was televised. You mm -hmm. can't do that, you know. Um, so now everybody knows that Invincible is Omni Man's son, but they don't know either of their identities. No, no, he said he he said it wasn't televised. There's no actual footage, but there were eyewitness reports. I could have been. It could have been when I was with the Guardians of the Globe yesterday. Darkwing told me he caught it on the news in a few countries, Keep but he said they had an eyewitness account, no footage. Oh, okay, right. I see what you're saying. So yeah. it's not. So it's it was not, on the news, but it was only eyewitness right. accounts. Right. Well, people. So people don't know for sure yet. Yeah. That. But it's. But he's basically saying like. Be careful. It, it, it is going to be 
you know a thing thing yeah villains might be trying to get at me might come for you so they had to rush home because mark had to meet william wait before you turn the page go back so they zip through the house and debbie says hey what did i tell you guys about flying through the, the home because she's reading her newspaper and what do you see ryan <laughs> a carrot flyby a carrot flyby hmm carrot spiracy hmm. carrot the carrot 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 spiracy 2018 yep uh william shows up he's got a magnum pie shirt on uh, he forgets the baseball, flies up there, catches it, goes back down. Yeah. Catches it. Fap. So in this issue, it's William and Mark touring a college, and a lot of people wanting to call William Will, Bill, Billy. Oh, yeah. And Let's talk huh? about that. So he, he, Damn William it, I was going to introduce you as William at the beginning of the episode. Oh, Damn it, I That would have been a good one. Shoot. So Sorry. You said shoot There's, with such like shoot yeah i did so throughout this <laughs> this issue william is keeps saying like my name is william like what is it like and and he asked when people are like oh can i call you uh bill or and he's like no just william and then people like get offended with him because he he's he he's, doesn't want to shorten his yeah. name and he says it, it's stupid that i think that they think that i'm the rude one mm-hmm. why don't you want to go by marcus so like he says that to this is something that the Kirkman Kirkman is making a statement here. Robert Kirkman has always gone by Robert. Robert. Yeah. So and and I don't know. I mean, if you've read Dude. the letters column in the last Oblivion song, someone You're said right. someone said, You're "Do you right. mind if I call you Robbie or like something like that?" And he's like, "No. Why is it so difficult yes. to say Robert?" Holy shit! I forgot about And he was like about mad that. about it. So it's funny that in the last issue, the most recent thing that that Kirkman put out, yeah. he was talking about his frustration. About people like he doesn't want to shorten his name, and then we come back to early Invincible where he's talking about like why can't people Holy just shit, say William? I never made that connection. Yeah, can you imagine like calling him Rob? Like if you Did, saw him in New York Comic Con, can you imagine like I feel him Rob? sick? Yeah, feel like, sick. and him it's being like, like it's Robert. Oh. Like why is it that? Why is that difficult? When we when we had him on the show, did we call him Kirkman? Yeah, I think we did. We're We've like, always referred to him. As we're like, all right, Kirkman. So what? What's this thing? Did we? Yeah. I don't it's think weird it, I, say Robert. Robert. I don't feel like I called him Robert at no, all. I feel like I'd be like, oh, we Sir Robert. Kirkman. Yeah, I think we just say Kirkman. Yeah. That's weird. I think we referred to him as the third person a lot. Like we'd be like, <laughs> and we were like Kirkman this and Kirkman that, and and huh. I don't think we ever like. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, before they get to the campus, uh, there's a, a little bit, of, a little bit with, with robot. Um, he says that he is um, uh, going to work for the Guardians of the Globe, right? Uh, and that uh, he's disbanding the team. Team, you'll always be able to use the base, but otherwise, it's been disbanded. We also and Rex thought, oh, I'll use this base. Yeah, he does. Oh, I'll use this base a we lot. Al- <clears throat> we also see um, Black Samson. Black Samson, yeah, on the phone with someone saying that he needs the suit that that somebody is working on, and they it's not going to be ready in time. He has been, he's been depowered. Um, we don't know any reason why or any of that, uh, but we just know that he he's got a suit being made for him to kind of give him some of his powers back. So yeah, uh, one of my favorite uh, nods to continuity is when William and uh, Mark are being given the tour around the campus. And, and she says there was a chemical fire in the in the place, and then you'll it, yeah in the uh, science lab. But that was two or three issues ago when Omniman was like, "Oh, a chemical fire," and then he flew off and then came back. Yep. See, I'm getting better at this whole Ryan knowing thing stuff. See, mm. yeah, but I only know that because Ryan's talked about it about. Oh, oh and oh, here's okay. look here here's it is. Ben. 
There's Ben from the Nerds Chatting. He popped in for a, a jolly old m- moment. So oh. there's, there's, it shows uh, Big Ben and an Englishman. Oh, with it's Big Ben. <laughs> oh, snap. He makes two cameos. Uh, and he hears, boom. And it's a garbage bag that Mark threw um, from Burger Mart. In the first issue. Yep, in the first issue. Wait. And he says, hey, what? Hey, what? Oh, what? Hey, what? Oh, what? Hey, what? Oh, what? I'm getting worse. The worse the more I do it. <laughs> hey, I have an idea. I thought we were just going to keep saying <laughs> it. Ben, <laughs> if Ben or Nate could just send us a, Oi, what? Oh, no. Or a, hey, what? Oh, boy. Oh. You know, they uh, they mentioned you on their latest episode, too. They did? They did. Me specifically? Because uh, they were talking about uh, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Oh, yeah. Cavill. And they were talking about Cable. Cavill Cable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they were talking about that whole interaction on Twitter. Uh, one thing, and I don't know if I met, brought it up last episode, but Cory Walker loves drawing characters with their tags out on their shirt. It's just a thing he does. And it's, it was all throughout the last volume. So if anybody goes back and looks, people randomly in the background or uh, students or something will always have their tags out on their t-shirts. Is it, is it when they're supposed to be assholes? Like, look no, at that I don't ass- think so. Because the, he was kind of, of like an asshole. Like Yeah, he was kind of. Yeah. He's the one who asked Will William if he could call him Will. Yeah, and I I feel like William's not in the wrong in this, right? No, no. Okay, because the but guy was here, like, could have well, fooled me. Well, here's the thing, because I'll be honest with you, like I, you guys know me as TJ. Everybody at work knows me as Tim. I actually don't mind the name Timothy. I think that's kind of a nice name. I love but the like, name Timothy. That's I my middle like name. <laughs> I like the name Timothy, but if I were to introduce myself as Timothy, I feel like you can't. But that's your name. You just can't, that's your name. Though. But you can't. That's you can't go by Timothy. I feel but, like you can't. What would you? Okay, if you met a stranger and you were in, let's say Florida by yourself. No, Montana. You were in Mont- Montana. I met by someone yourself. from Montana today. They came <sighs> to the winery. Son of a bitch. Okay, you were in <laughs> Arkansas, <laughs> and you introduced yourself. Hi, I'm. I'm Timothy. If you said that, would you, you say think they'd be name? weirded? Yes. Weirded? Would they be weirded? Yeah. They weirded would be out. weirded out. Yeah. yeah. I just was talking quickly. Yeah, they would be weirded out. I don't think I... Have you ever known a Timothy? Timothy... What, think of actors. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. He goes by Timothy. Yeah, yeah but his last he's name famous. Is, his last name is Dalton. Like... Dwayne? Dalton? But Dwayne is like... Hey, Dwayne. <laughs> My name is Tim. Dwayne. Have you ever... Timothy. Have you ever introduced Timothy. yourself as anything other than Bill or Billy? No. William. Will. No, never. Never? Never, no. The only person ever who calls me William is Sarah, my sister. Your license and everything says William, right? Yeah. It's so William. when you go through like border or anything like that, they say William, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But they always then want to change it to really? Bill or Billy. Always. A hundred percent. Just like this. Really? Always. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm kind of famous, TJ. It's great. In that Arkansas we have and two exa- We have two examples at this table, but you can't change Ryan. It's Timothy from now on. Timothy? Just so we know. Okay. Timothy? From now God, on. God, okay. so much work. Timothy. Mm. I should have... Man... Can I redo the intro to this episode? Say, joining me is William and Timothy. Damn it. I should have done you it. You should have done it. Why didn't Ruined you? It. So, so there's just, there's, this whole yeah. interaction is just them going to college and then Debbie and Nolan having a lot of sex. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I feel we get like introduced the sex, to... however. <laughs> yes. <the> sex, <laughs> I'm excited the, to see where you go with this. The sex <laughs> between Nolan and Debbie, I feel, is a distraction to any 
kind of thoughts. You, you think it's put, misleading like, us? It's, it's not like misleading, but yes, that's, that is kind of, cause I mean, there's nothing to really mislead How you yet. How heavy is like into it? Cause in, in, right. in one issue, we're about to see some shit. It adds to the shock factor. You're right. That because is it's important. like, oh, it's so like carefree and they're because, like joking around and like the last in a couple, saw, of, in a couple pages, like Mark walks in and it's like, oh, <laughs> if the last thing and then he's a fucking was, murderer. Was Nolan throwing that thing and saying, get off, get the hell off my planet. But you don't you know why as... he, you still assume that he has love for Debbie. Yeah. yeah. Even up yes. to him killing the Guardians. You Even no afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's what I just said. Jesus. I'm going to say, uh, poofy hair. Nerd Bunker did say about issue two. Uh, Mark and Nolan play catch around the planet, and Nolan seemed to understand the importance of the somewhat normal childhood. Hindsight being what it is, interactions like this, as well as everything with Debbie, shows that he really did care about his family. No way he could have faked all that. No way. So, in a way, it is all real. And it, it serves is. two purposes, like yeah. you're saying, TJ. Like I was, kind of... Yeah, I was weirded by it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did that not make you uncomfortable by me not finishing weirded out? Did that not no. make you uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> that not make you uncomfortable so that's a double wait so yeah. did that make you comfortable me saying weirded it made me comfortable <laughs> uh, it made me not comfortable we get introduced to Rick Sheridan is he the one that dates William yeah they have a little chemistry here yeah and I noticed it yeah it's just it's there's nothing that's gay about it and I don't mean that in like the oh the, dude, that's gay I mean I just mean there's nothing in this interaction that seems homosexual like they have but they just have a weird chemistry right only, here only if i can call you our sherry but here's the thing like kirkman didn't know you know what i mean that they were Are gonna you end sure? up together. yes i feel like kirkman did not know that they would end up would dating. you would you say that i'm in the wrong for saying that this page and this interaction with them they have chemistry here no i'm not saying you're wrong but i'm saying we're reading into it though I don't think that I think that they do have chemistry and they're like friends. I think that this is the first time they've ever met. I think that we could that if in issue four, like this is issue six. If in issue forty, Mark and um, William end up getting together, I'd be like, wow, they had a lot of chemistry early on. No, no but they have friends. But they like, have a friendly chemistry that kind of seemed like it, it, it's what it's interesting because I really that is a a question. I mean, not something I say to ask at comic-con or anything but i'd be curious to see whether or not he intended william to be gay from the very beginning that is because he did date adam eve and everything like not that that means anything but i mean as we know that invincible is a little dated yeah um and but there is the thing of him like taking him up in the sky and saying gay yeah yeah i mean like i don't think that that was but that was a sign of the times unfortunately right yeah but with that being said yeah that's why i think you think it was intentional i don't i Oh, you I don't, don't think, think it's it was intentional, intentional because, because that was looked that. at it. Oh, okay, yeah. right. I agree. I agree with that. I thought it was a different time. I really do because if you read between the lines, you can kind of sense that William is overcompensating for something because I there to me there's an undeniable amount of chemistry between these two, even though they have a slight. I mean, I got a little bit, but I think and you're then, giving and then more. even right here where where William is like, oh, this is gonna be a hoot with these two chick magnets right here, like he's talking about them two. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't it seem like he's overcompensating? It might be because I know that he's gay. I think I think maybe it's one of those things that we know that he's gay, and it's uh, and just... it was very convenient the way everything worked out. Mm-hmm. You know that like oh yeah, it actually kind of fits after mm-hmm. all. You know what I mean like I wonder that moment in which you know whether it was Cory Walker or Ryan or uh, Kirkman that they were like you know what maybe he should be gay. And then they realize, holy shit, he was this whole time. Right. Like, that's that's interesting how it kind of could happen to the character hmm. like that. I don't know. 
while they're sitting out there, uh, we get our first appearance of the Rihanna Man. Rihanna Man. Yeah, it is the Rihanna Man. Yeah, right. One Rihanna Man. <laughs> one, Rihanna, one Rihanna Man is a Rihanna Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun to say. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. You just entertained yourself. I did. <laughs> say it. It's really fun. Rihanna man. Yeah, it is fun. Isn't it? It rolls off the tongue. Um, so there's no point uh, not yeah, talking I... about it, <clears throat> but this was the last full issue that Cory Walker did because the next one is the one uh, where he has all the Guardians of the Globe and all the guest artists, mm -hmm. and then Ryan Otley took over. Uh, Ryan Otley took over because Corey uh, felt like he couldn't keep up with the schedule. Uh, and I feel like his art shows a little bit in this issue. This being his last one, it looked like he was probably scrambling Zipping and rushing yeah. a little bit. Um, because up until this point, the art has been fine, great even. Uh, this one just doesn't, has a little bit of a, you can tell there's a little bit of a difference. Not, not a staleness to it. But it just looks like, quick. Yes, it does you know, look, yeah. like it, it looks like it was a little rushed. Mm -hmm. uh, another little bit of a um, Charlie, Charlie Brown, Brown. Yeah. character there. Uh, the random man uh, jumps onto the spike, killing himself. <clears throat> and uh, this is when uh, Mark goes back to uh, uh, William. House. No, he goes back to William. And William's like, oh, uh, dude, Skip why ahead. didn't you tell me you had superpowers? They kind of get over that trope of, you know, it being a big deal, like, like or, or not being able to tell that yeah. your best friend was Isn't there one minute, yeah. disappeared, and then showed up again. You know. So yeah. No science dog. No science dog. Um. So Mark comes home and he walks in, and uh, <laughs> Nolan kind of like lifts his head up and he's got no shirt on because. They, they're getting busy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, on the couch. Uh, I thought you were going to say avocado for I some reason. avocado, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, avocado. Why would I say avocado? I don't know. Like I was going to ask. I don't know. I was waiting for you to say it. Uh, well, you know, uh, avocado. <laughs> they were getting busy. Uh, avocado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, crap, that was the car door. And... Uh, they zip downstairs, Mark walks in, and he's like, and they're they're just sitting on the couch, and they're fully dressed, and they're watching TV, and everything's normal, and then Mark comes in, and he goes, oh, holy crap, he's I, like, I am not prepared to deal with this tonight, uh, I'll be upstairs until I move out, and then Deb, Debbie looks down and sees that the tag is sticking out of her shirt, her shirt is on backwards, so, mm -hmm. and she like slaps him, and slaps Nolan, and says, you put it on backwards, and he was like, I was in a hurry, like, that's how, that's how Mark knows. <laughs> TJ. Well, and he gets a call. It's from Art. Uh, he and they go to Art's shop. And, and the suit that he made, Black Samson, Black Samson was, was stolen somehow. Yep, yeah, we don't know why or how. Uh, and then this issue ends. I with, have a question. Go for it, TJ. Uh, at the <laughs> end here, Art says, because uh, because they're contemplating on who could have stolen it, and he goes, "All I know for sure is that someone who was crazy enough to break in here and rob me is roaming free out there." In a suit that gives them the... Oh, wait, no, that's not the part I was looking for. Uh, where is it? Oh, okay, so he says, but it's not like I deal with supervillains, and this place isn't exactly common knowledge. I could have sworn there was some point in Invincible where he mentions that he does do villains too. I oh, swear I there was. I've never seen that. We're going to keep an eye on it. 
Let's I keep an eye on it. And if any of the listeners, was. if there's any listeners right now that can find it too, let us know. Because I don't, I don't remember that. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I could have sworn there was. Because I always thought that about him. Hmm. They did both. So yeah, it ends with uh, Adam Eve showing up to the teen team base uh, atop the bridge. She comes in. She says, hello, is anyone here? She sees something and says, no, 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 no. At the time, you don't no, know. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. And uh, yeah, at the time, we don't know why or what. <laughs> Avocado. <laughs> Avocado, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and now for the uh, uh, third <laughs> issue in this arc. Chapter, chapter three, chapter issue, three seven. issue seven. Issue uh, seven. Which is also the third issue in a row that has uh, text on the cover. And I think that's one of the, the only, like the word bubbles, that old old style thing. Uh, a fun little uh, gimmick in the beginning where Mark needs to catch up on his sleep. This is one two of the pages. longest ones ever. Ever. Yeah. It's eight straight panels of the same exact thing, mm-hmm. which Kirkman makes fun of himself for doing. Yep, but this later was, on. This was yep. like pretty redundant. It's also pretty uh, convenient too if you're strapped for time and right. try to hurry up and get an issue out too. Right. Um, so here we have all the different uh, guardians. Go ahead. Is Bill. this uh, this is Otley? No, no, no. This, this is, is still, still Corey Walker. But each of these are done by look, a different. Why artist. does this look better? These are all different artists. Wait. So even so, Midnight Mark. City. Uh, Midnight City is um, Terry Stevens. What did Terry Stevens do? Because I, I like this art. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. I'm not sure. Yeah, each of these are a different um, artist. Mm, no. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Midnight City is the city that was put into eternal darkness. Uh, and it is the Batman of the Guardians, because this is clearly the tropes on um, Justice League. Uh, he takes out these two goons on top of a roof. <clears throat> Calls the wings. He's the artist for Battle Pope. Is he? Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. Uh, and Super Patriot. That makes even more sense. Thank you, Bill. And Invincible. Uh, what about um, Matt Roberts? And so, uh, yep, he gets the call uh, that uh, the uh, Guardians of the Globe gets a proximity alert, return to base immediately, and he leaves. So, Midnight City is kind of his Gotham. Then we see uh, Moscow. Manifest Destiny. The artist who Matthew, does... Matthew Roberts. Is it? Cool. He, did, he also did Battle Pope. Really? And The Walking Dead. Interesting. Hmm. That could just be covers or something. Uh, it's Penciler. Yeah. And Inker. So, uh, Matt Roberts did the Red Rush sequence. Uh, okay. And he it was inked by Tony Moore. Okay. Who else we got? Um, we'll get to it with okay. each one. So, Red Rush, TJ, go for it. Uh, Red Rush is having a picnic with his girlfriend, and she's just, like, talking about work and her frustrations with a female co-worker, and he's sitting there in his Red Rush costume, and she she looks down at him, and she's like, you bastard, and he's like, oh, like, what? Like, you think that you can just, like, rush out of here and rush back and not think that I would notice in the middle of my conversation? Out superhero And then he quickly turns back into his regular street clothes. Um, and then he gets a phone call on his, on his Power Ranger watch. His call to go. That was awesome. Guardians of the Globe. Well done. Priority alert. Return to base immediately. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> same I, I alert love, that, I love um, that it, it, it's, it keeps flashing him taking off which by the way he's fighting Kursk in one of those scenes mm-hmm. who's in, a villain that Russia, we see later on they're speaking a different language yeah this is all in Russia mm-hmm. um, so Kursk is you know obviously like the reverse flash it's kind of his arch nemesis who Invincible fights multiple times and then we've got the War Woman sequence War Woman done by Mark Englert who did Capes um, and inked by Eric Larson Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, it's it's War Woman waking up in the morning. Her girlfriend is making her breakfast, and then in storms a giant rock-looking um, Spartan giant. Your typical uh, Wonder Woman <clears throat> villain. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he demands that he returns home to the other realms uh, because your mother is worried about you, and she War Woman like you know costumes up and says i go where i please and beats the hell out of the uh rock giant and which she uses in uh guarding the globe doesn't so she? not quite this girlfriend, girlfriend is the girlfriend one who takes up the role of war, war woman uh-huh. and is punishing men all over the world but uses those stone oh guys. yeah she uses them yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then war woman gets the call beep, 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 beep. yep and oh, please she says, uh, "Guarding the globe, priority alert." Return she tells to her base go- immediately. She tells her girlfriend to uh, uh, look for a larger place. I'm going to be staying with you more often. Next up, we've got um, uh, Aquarius. Aquarius, which was done by Dave Johnson, and it's Aquarius sta- it's only one page. sitting in Atlantis. Yeah, sitting there doing nothing. He gets the call, and he's like, "Finally, some action." I do like this artwork. Yeah. So, Bill, Dave Johnson. Uh, David Johnson, uh, 100 Bullets. Okay, cool. Haven't read that, but I've heard about it. And then finally, Cliff Rathburn. Oh, and Super Patriot. Okay, cool. Finally, the last sequence done by Cliff Rathburn, who we know very Walking well. Dead. Not That's... just Walking Dead, but he also did Brit. He does a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of, I think, DC. And this might be my favorite of the, uh, the, 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 uh, guardian sequences it's a uh, martian man and uh the green ghost fighting some robotic thing in in space near the moon green ghost uh has only been green ghost for, for a, a couple few, weeks a few, months. yeah a couple months weeks right months hmm. oh yeah i've only been green ghost for a month oh so we're all kind of wrong uh well weeks Weeks could be (laughs) taken as a month but i was i'd say the most wrong because i said months yeah so martian man who has the same powers of shapesmith because he is the same race he's a martian and uh uh green ghost who has to throw up a gem every time he wants to revert back to human form and then swallow it again anytime he has to turn back into the green ghost uh, I guess, I mean, that's just a play on instead of a ring. It's just an amulet that he has to swallow. Yeah. Uh, we have to point out that he is wearing a Vultramite shirt. shirt. Why? There's no reason. There's really no reason. It was just reused. You know, like there's... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember there. it's been in like multiple letters columns. People always ask. There's no reason, really. It's not exciting. Uh, and then finally, we've got... Uh, uh, I believe we're, we're going back to Cory Walker now for The Immortal. <clears throat> who's fighting biplane and uh biplane is 
uh, the vulture. Yeah, basically the vulture. He's filled with uh, cancer. He said that he's a goner. He's got less than a month. He wants to go out with a bang. He's strapped um, so much uranium to him that he's going to like make Denver glow in the dark. And Immortal says, when in doubt, throw them into space and throws biplane into space. He gets the alert. And then this is the only one that we actually follow from his perspective. He flies to Utah, says Rumpelstiltskin, which I'm assuming is the password. Yeah. To enter. To get into the through the, the, globe. the 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 wall. Yes. Yeah. Um, anything to that? Anything to Rumpelstiltskin? Wasn't Rumpelstiltskin the one that Rumpelstiltskin was? You needed to know his name in order to. Oh, you! If you guessed his name, you got like a wish, a wish or, or something. something like that. Yeah. Okay, all right. I thought it had something to do with him living a really long time or aging or not aging or something like that. Mm. But maybe not. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, he walks in and sees the uh, all the guardians, and they're all like, uh, "You, you don't know why we're here. We uh, thought you called because you you're called. the last one here." Yeah, but it wasn't him. Bum bum bum. <clears throat> it shows everyone individually. Getting murdered. Getting their heads chopped off or bashed in the... Their necks snapped in the... and someone... Uh, uh, that guy got Viltrumite punched. He that, did. That should have been your first... Um... I don't know if we counted that one as a Viltrumite punch. That is one, though. Yeah. They're all lying dead on the ground mm-hmm. except for Immortal who's looking around and he's saying, show yourself, you're, you're a coward. He said, that sneak attack isn't going to work on me. And he turns around. He's like, show yourself. And he turns around. And he and says, says, you, I never liked you. I never liked you. And then he chops his head off and says the feeling is mutual. That is the end of part three, issue seven. Of issue six. Seven. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have them by issue, TJ, or do you have the volumes? Oh, man. Uh, This one I have the volume. This one I have the volume. All right. Um, The final issue. This is Ryan Otley's introduction to the series. And you could tell early on, and uh, Otley's actually talked to us about this, too where he was trying to imitate kind of imitate Corey, like mm-hmm. for obviously for the better Transi- like he transitionary actually, yeah transitional so you can kind of see that um and uh it starts with uh the detective dark blood demon dark blood who is kind of the uh rorschach, rorschach. definitely saying her um uh, he's a take on damien dark the name is a take on damien dark blood yeah he's a dc character and that character is an older character. I just don't know him too well. Like Damien Darkblood? Yeah. He's like immortal. No, but I mean not older as an age, as in like, he's not like a new character oh, in comics. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I know him for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, huh. I don't know. I feel like he's been in it late recently. Maybe yeah. not recently, but. But I was wondering which came first. I mean, if it is a callback to it. Like, you, you think Damien Darkblood is definitely older than this comic? Oh, yes. Oh, okay, absolutely. that's what I was oh, asking. Sorry. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so, yeah, it's him talking to Nolan. He explains what happened. Nolan is shocked. Um, they think that, you know, was you know Samson capable of doing this? And Nolan's like, no, not at all. And so um, he's just kind of interviewing him and, or, I guess, asking him questions. Um, Eve flies into the house. Mark shows up through the window. And we haven't seen Eve since she you know freaked out and said no 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 mike barrett owns this page and ryan otley hates that it exists (laughs) (laughs) what why because he says it's not it's his early work he's not he's it's literally it's it's literally his second page the actual page itself um like the real page has the one that, that mike barrett owns has um like eraser marks all over it and like scribbles and stuff yeah 
Yeah. So Eve consoles to um, Mark that uh, Rex was cheating on her with Duplicate. And there was more than one of her. Uh, Called her a, a dupe uh, slut. A multi-slut? A multi-slut. Yeah. Uh, she puts her head on Mark's lap. She's crying. And she's just explaining it. Debbie walks in. Uh, and uh, she it doesn't look very doesn't good. Doesn't look very good with her head in her lap. Indeed. Avocado. Yeah, avocado indeed. <laughs> avocado. Uh, Debbie freaks out. Says, brings them both downstairs. Starts to kind of give them a talk. Says that you two should know better than that. Um, Mark's like screaming. Oh, really? We were just friends. Nolan shows up. Says the guardians are dead. We have a funeral to go to. Uh, back at high school, uh, Amber Bennett shows up and we get introduced to her she slips mark her phone number well a note a note we don't do know you remember getting a note yeah. in high school do dude you, do you realize that that that's gone. doesn't happen anymore i mean it could still happen um, but it, i don't know like I, I, I feel like if i were to get a, a note in school now i'd be like this bitch crazy well think about <laughs> it just text it was, me yeah but what why would she know your number i guess I mean, I guess it could still happen. We're so old. Bill, do you remember passing notes? Mm-hmm. Getting notes? Me and Liz, I have an entire box filled with old really? notes. Really? Yeah. Man. Oh. Oh, what? TJ's oh. throat made a noise. Um, so, yeah. He uh, markets it. Uh, oh, yeah. And this is also where we see Derek come back. Derek was the guy, the bully. He was the um, Flash Thompson in issue one, two... He was uh, the bully that was kidnapped, and um, uh, the yeah, his his body's a torso, chest, yeah, yep. Which, upon my first reading of the series, I confused him with Rick Sheridan, because remember, doesn't Rick also have? I a, was confused. Right, remember that. Remember the moment in which Rick breaks down, saying like, it, "It's it's cold. I feel like there's nothing inside me." But anymore. he was like, turned. Wasn't he a Reanimator? Yes. He was turned into a Reanimator. Rick was. Yes. He was a Reanimator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not. Yeah. This is the, like the last time I think we see Derek. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I like this awkward moment between William, Mark, and Eve, where they're both like, "Yeah, you have fun at that thing tonight," and Eve's like, "Thanks for talking to me about that stuff," and they both like realize like. Like they can't. Or he realizes that they both know, but they don't know that each other knows. Mark fighting the elephant. Um, let's see. Debbie and um, Nolan. Nolan forgetting about Debbie, uh, uh, Mark's birthday. Um, uh, our friends over at Nerd Bunker also wrote in and said uh, the first time I read this, I thought it. Uh, very little about the panels where Nolan and Debbie were discussing Mark's birthday. Knowing what we know now, uh, again, I believe the the final shot on Nolan's face shows actual guilt and uh, him being ashamed. Uh, again, touching back on the fact that he couldn't have really faked it. You know, that it is actually upsetting him. So, yep. Here we are at the, the uh, cemetery, Arling, Arlington National Cemetery. <clears throat> a lot of cameos in this one we've got uh savage dragon and everybody uh super patriot capes the mauler twins show up mm-hmm. because they say respects yeah they say that the uh that they don't want to cause a scene 
Um, Nolan's given his speech. Um, and then they're attacked by Samson's butler, Sanford. Sanford, yep. Sanford. Um, he was the one that stole the suit from um, Art. And why is it, what is it? He says he, he wants revenge for what they did to Samson. For kicking him out. Yeah. For kicking him out of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't stop me. I won't quit until I see their bodies destroyed. Um, Mark saves Art. Uh, Nolan knocks out Sanford, and it's pretty much it, you know. Not too much else other than that going on. We get a, a, a bolt appearance from Capes. Um, after the funeral, uh, Eve shows up at the teen teen base. Rex is flirting with Duplicate. Eve marches out. Mark opens up the note from Amber, and it's her phone number. Uh, and then this is the scene we were talking about before with uh, William and Mark. William convinces Mark to take him flying, which I remember reading when we first read it, it feeling like, what's the word? Way more like, like, obvious like yeah like of course like take him flying that's awesome like reading it again it's like okay yeah i mean it just doesn't has quite the same impact because mm-hmm. i think reading for the first time it's like how cool would it be to have to your have a friend, friend that yeah. does it and then he actually does take you flying you know what i mean but now reading back it's like oh yeah it's just william and mark like i don't know it, didn't, it didn't have the same impact to me this is the panel that looks just like tj it does look exactly like tj mark hmm. does <laughs> wouldn't you agree tj a little bit Maybe especially in, in younger this TJ. one. In this yeah, one. that's the one. Especially yeah. Just that one panel. Like if you're, oh my god, yeah. TJ, it's yeah. so you. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> we should post a side by side. We get a younger picture of you looking like that. Oh my god, it's so you. Uh, only, only two more scenes here. Uh, Nolan and uh, Debbie are in bed. Debbie calls him out, saying that, um, you know, you haven't been yourself lately, um, and. Uh, no one says it's because my colleagues were just murdered. She says, I know that, but that's not it. I've seen you sad. I've seen you mourn before. This is different. You're acting distant. I can't put my finger on it. Mm. Mm. Because he's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, because he knows what's coming. <clears throat> uh, I think it's because. It's both. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He knows like what's coming, too. but he knows he's not ready for he's it. He's preoccupied for what has to come, but there is some grief there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's Derek. With his metal torso, and he goes and pisses on uh, David Hyle's grave, the teacher, um, who so he turned him into the bomb. Mark threw him. Oh, he, that's right. Her. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he turned himself into a bomb. Mark threw him in Antarctica, and they buried him in Arlington. And that's just like what's happening to the side. Elsewhere in the cemetery, these two punks dig up the immortals. Grave. Because who are they? Two punks. 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 That's who they they're are. Two punks. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're little punks. They're vandals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hear that was that if you drink, I read on the internet that if you drink from the immortal skull, you live forever. So, they're digging up his grave to do that. Uh, and once they hit the bottom, the Mahler twins show up and say, "Ha, yeah, we'll take it from here. You saved us a lot of work." Yeah, what if? Good. What if? That's how a mortal became immortal. He, he drank, drank from the skull from a, of another immortal. immortal. It's true. I mean, we don't know that that's not true. Hmm. It could very well be true. 
we don't know Immortal's, Immortal's origin. I don't think he no. ever really explains Mm-mm. how he be, how what he is. Is he human? Um, in his in his origin story, there isn't like the first panel that says I I did this. TJ, grab uh, Ultimate Collection Volume Two behind you. Um, so I that didn't know this stuff, Ryan. Like you're oh, just stop. like, all right. Uh, Immortals Origin in issue twenty five. There's the secret origins of one page. It's just all little squares. How long can I keep this up? How many more years is the last is the trail? Maybe it's time to move on to the next step. I already remember. I remember an accident long ago. Then years of wandering, but my memory is so choppy. So there was an accident long ago. He has what looks like almost like a Spanish Inquisition type. And there's a sword. He definitely had a sword in his hand. Yeah. That he dropped. Mm-hmm. But he has. Well, I mean, he has kind of like almost a sailor's hat or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was before America was found. Found and. By Columbus and all that, you can tell it was before nights. So, yeah, I don't know. Either way, we don't know. But there was an accident. So that's it. Volume two, eight is enough. That was uh, uh, the final few issues of Cory Walker's uh, origin in the series. I mean, he obviously mm-hmm. comes back. Uh, we get introduced to the Guardians of the Globe. There is the turning point with Nolan. Um, and that is the point which I think everybody kind of thinks of as everything changes. Now it gets into the the meat. meat. Yeah. So volume three we're going to talk about next month is going to be that's the fight. Going to be a good one. The fight. No, no, no. Did that you? That's a good one. You know. Batman Forever. Yeah. Did I you, know. You know. Did, you didn't uh, fucking know. Either of you. Poofy hair. Any the diamond. The mm. two face one. Yeah. Any page jump out at you guys? Is picking a page that you would want? Uh, yeah, the one where Eve is crying in Mark's lap, and Debbie walks in, and it shows Eve's butt. Okay. <laughs> that panel, to me, is the most quintessential panel uh, yeah. in all of... Yeah. Uh, nope, right there. Yeah. Uh, TJ? For me, it would be the first appearance... I'll find it as I full... Of Alan? Lip through here. Of Darkwing. Darkwing. That is a a pretty sweet page. I do like that. Full color, full cover Mm -hmm. of Darkwing. Mm -hmm. I like the um, the splash page of Immortal showing up and them all kind of being there together. All the uh, the whole Justice League kind of being together in one page. Um, like I said, we'll be back next month to talk about Volume Three. Uh, before we wrap this up, though, uh, a couple other things we wanted to talk about. Unrelated to Invincible, Bill. I am on episode five of Dragon Prince. Dragon Me too. Prince. Yeah, I, I really I like it. Still I've read. Only... I've watched episode five. Me so too. It's like okay. Uh, we're, uh, we we there's need how to many watch episodes? Episode six. I think there's eight. Now this nine. is an animated nine? show on Netflix. For those who don't know, um, part of some of the creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Oh, and one of the main characters is fucking Sokka. Yeah. The voice of Sokka. And the entire cast is going to be a New York Comic Con. Cool. Very cool. Um, thanks. They're also the same. I'm a lot of the same cast is also Airbender. A friend yeah. of ours had um, told me that my issues with the animation style or the thing, my the qualms I have with the animation isn't throughout the whole thing. It's only certain scenes it's a, it's that look like this. You know, when you notice it, you notice it, yeah. and it gets you a little like I you think, get like vertigo for a second or something like yeah. You get like but little, I for like a second. I have not had. I've watched. 
five yeah. episodes so far, and I fucking love the animation in mm-hmm. it. The action is really cool and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Airbender, which it was awesome in Airbender. Yeah. Mm, no, no. It's you think it's better or worse? Oh, by the way, can we talk about episode? I think it's two. He's only it. watched you haven't, the first like episode. Like I said, I only watched the first one. <sighs> okay, TJ, would you agree with me that the way that they did a certain thing that was like, what the fuck, was so... But we don't want to spoil for listeners anyways. I don't, I, you'll tasteful? Have to, you'll have to tell me after. I, don't um, I love I the pacing of it as well. I think that it's that it's paced, paced well. I think the yeah. char- I'm, I'm beginning to enjoy the characters, and mm-hmm. I think that, like next season or maybe two seasons from now mm-hmm. like i can see these characters really fucking growing and changing did i tell you yeah. Will, that the same the same company that made it is also a video game company and yes. they're making a game to game. tie into it yeah um good places back tj you're not oh you i didn't, haven't watched it you didn't watch it yet okay no. i'm not gonna say anything oh you need to watch it bill it's good it's good did I you, you watch, watch the premiere tj i did yeah and it's good. I mean, good place for me. Like, I think that you guys like it more than you should. It's enjoyable, uh, but I think that I'm like, still not like sold I, on the direction. Yeah, like the, my, that my it's like, currently going. I, I binged the second season to catch up. Um, it's just I think, extremely I think repetitive. Season just one extremely. I thought was awesome. Season two was good, and now I don't know what to think yet. So we'll see. Well, we're only it just started. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Um, two episodes. Briefly, what did you guys think of the Captain Marvel trailer? Did we talk about this? I don't think I, I still don't think I've seen it. I've oh, really? Been, I've known that it's been out, but I yeah. just have well, not been motivated. It's literally nothing special. Yeah. It, it does nothing. It cool. new I saw for a picture me. of her in her uh, Batman suit. Her Batman that is suit? clearly yeah. It looks like Batman like, versus Superman it, suit yeah. with the glowing eyes. Oh. It looks like I with saw the side, yeah. side side by side. It, it's the same fucking thing. Huh? Yeah. I didn't even think that. Um, but I haven't seen it yet. Huh. What? My goodness, Ryan. Huh. That, her original costume with the mohawk and her hair showing, and with yeah. the glowing eyes, yeah. all they would have to do is replace her glowing eyes with domes, and you'd have a fucking invincible mask. No. I'm you can't say sold. no. You can't. You can't. Still not sold. I don't know. We'll um, see. You want it to be metal? No, I'm saying it It could very much just look but like it's that. Not, just it's not material. this low. That's different, too, because it's basically just a helmet with a slit. In it. No, it's not. It's The top of her head is exposed, isn't it? No, it's just a little bit. Um, we Since the last episode, we've played and beaten Spider-Man. Yeah, TJ, we haven't up. talked about that. We haven't. You beat it, TJ? Yeah. We're not going to talk about you spoilers. Guys haven't, you haven't talked about it either on this podcast. We've talked about it on Oblivion podcast. Yeah. About right. how you beat it, but we haven't talked about it on this one. So yeah. all three of us have beaten it. Yep. We're not going to spoil it for anybody. It's you still get, relatively I was, new. I think I told you this before, Ryan, uh, that I got to a point at the end of the game where like, I was walking up to a door and the the game froze and something came up that said, if yeah, you it's that thing continue past this continue. point, uh, make sure you upgrade now because you, you're about to beat the game. I walked away from the door at that point, and then for like three days, I was doing like side quests yeah. and like other stuff. Like I, and it was weird because they were like in the the story was saying, "Hey, hurry up and get to this point because this is gonna happen." Yeah. And then you're like rushing to get there, and then you get and to the door, like, and they're hey. like, "You're about to end." And then I just like waited three days to get there. <laughs> but it's not like I mean, even yeah. though when you finish, you could still do all that stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. I just wanted. You just to, wanted. To I wanted. Weird. I, I feel like once. Weird. I feel like once I beat a game, 
the story game, you don't go I'm back not to as it. motivated to do all the side stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did all the Taskmaster stuff, which was awesome. I just did the stuff that I wanted to do. Yeah. I thought Taskmaster Master was awesome. Um, Bill. All the side stuff. How does it compare to you to God of War? What? How does it compare to God of War? Like, if, if you had to pick game of the year right now. God of War. Really? Way better. Yeah. Yeah. Not, um, not way better. It's not better, way better. But... but but I agree. Yeah. I agree. God of, oh, God. God of War had moments in it that were just fucking jaw-dropping. Jaw like, mm-hmm. the first the first fight. The first fight with whatever the god's name was. Mm-hmm. The the god, the immortal god that couldn't yeah. die. That Balder. literally had me and Riker. I remember we talked yeah. about it. Just like, like we were both standing up at that point. Yeah. I, 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 I can't remember the last time I felt that way about a video game as I was playing it. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man was just... Very good Spider-Man. It was game. so good. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Like there are moments in that, like the story. It's we've I talked cried. about before. Where it feels like a I TV cried. show, like the season of a show, like where the story beats mm-hmm. are and everything. Um, I loved it. I'm super excited for the DLC. We got one DLC every month. Um, I already bought it. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. yet, but I'm going to. I mean, I'm excited for that. Uh, Mario Party is this weekend. I'm excited to play that. Meh. Yeah, maybe you know. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll, get I'll get it. it. If you, you get it and you like it, I might buy it. Yeah, you come over and play it, and we'll. Yeah, you see whether or not you like it. But I'm definitely getting it. So, uh, As far as comics goes, TJ, I know you've been busy trying to get uh, Invincible stuff done and Science Dog and everything, but I gave you Volume 1 of Thanos, uh, the, the, uh, the Donny Cates. He's going to say he didn't read it. Here we go. Ready? Here oh, I know. You, you didn't, right? I'm halfway through. Are you? Oh. I'm enjoying what it. What do you think of the first half? I think it's good. I really like Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think I was going to. I know. And I'm glad that I like him because <laughs> the reason I'm reading Thanos is to get to Cosmic Ghost, Cosmic Rider. Ghost Rider because the artist is someone who I really like, mm. who's uh, Dylan, Dylan Burnett. Burnett. Um, Dude, and it's, Cosmic it's Ghost good. Rider is so good. It's Cosmic good. Ghost Rider is one of the best things I'm reading right now. It's a lot of fun. I will say one thing that is really motivating me to read it and mm-hmm. continue it is, and I don't even know if you've read it yet, the newest issue of Cosmic Ghost Rider, I saw the cover for it. Dude, I I'm a, I don't want you seeing covers. It's crazy. I, saw I know the what's cover, happening. And I'm like, oh, some shit happened. Dude, and I want to know what's yeah. happening. Oh my God. So, it's so should cool. I read this? I've been telling you to read this. Okay. So it, is, I gave, it is good. I, it's good. I think Bill, honestly, when I read Cosmic Ghost Rider, like the humor and everything like that, I think I think Bill's going to love it. The I think fact, you're really going to like it. The fact it. that I'm enjoying it when I don't typically enjoy these characters, like yeah. I don't have any interest in Ghost Rider or in Thanos. Yeah. Um, and I'm enjoying it. I think yeah. it's really good. Finish uh, the, the trade and I'll give it to Bill and you got to read that next. It is so, a little like Marvel-y. Like Thor-ish. You know, like yeah. he's like powerful at all times and he's like, I don't bow to nobody like the whole yeah. like that's like kind of gets old a little bit but it's good yeah i like it. yeah I like it. it's you, very it the story is awesome it is for the most part standalone though bill you don't have to worry about anything else so okay. it is it's something it's it it reminds me a lot of old man logan mm. did you read that yeah it was awesome yeah yeah mm-hmm. you're gonna like this um i don't get that at all eh. like standalone in that like oh yeah like, okay yeah. I see I mean, you, other characters show up in old man logan obviously but it wasn't like you didn't mm-hmm. need to know what yeah. happened for 14 issues ago and two, you know, tie-ins and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I did read, uh, there was also a Cemetery Beach, 
um, which I got to, I, I might let you borrow that too, Bill. It's just one issue though. It's uh, Jason Howard. It's actually really cool. What the fuck? Yeah. Check that out. Uh, look at that digitally. Um, I oh, didn't I saw know this. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it going into it. Um, so I don't want to say anything. Like, just give it a shot. See what you think. And we'll, we'll talk about He's that. He's the illustrator, but who's the, who's the, who writes it? Uh, shit. Warren Ellis. Is that right? So it's basically trees. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same team. Yeah. Doing this cemetery time. beach because um, Warren Ellis and Jason Howard do trees together. Yeah, which I had the first issue. I never, I never picked picked up trees. Did I, you read I, any of it? I have the first volume. Oh yeah, which I read, and I remember it being awesome. But I just never got the second volume. Hmm. Maybe I should pick. You that were up. into that, but you weren't into it because of Jason Howard. No, that's why I was. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. why you were? Oh yeah, it was yeah. long after Wolfman. Yep. All right. Uh, we should wrap this up. We're nearing two hours, so. That, I think, does it for this episode. Remember, uh, we are a monthly podcast. We'll be back next month. The main topic for the next month is still a little undecided. It might be um, just talking about uh, New York Comic Con, maybe wrap that, in that into like just general convention talk. Um, otherwise, unless we think of something else, maybe it's time for Super Dinosaur. Not Super Dinosaur, sorry. Dinosaurus. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. that might happen. We'll uh, announce Aww. it. We'll announce it on Twitter. Wha, uh, what the main topic will be for next episode. Otherwise, Volume Three, issues nine, nine ten through twelve, through 11, 12, twelve probably. Yeah, nine through Actually, twelve yeah, will be next be up for the rereader. So uh, email us, message us. Remember, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail Find us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Um, we will be back then and we'd love to hear what you guys think about it uh like we started the last episode every episode now will end with a new song uh if you have a song that you've performed uh we'd love to feature it here at the end of the episode uh until then though we're going to continue this... to play oh wow. go what tj i was just gonna say this we have to edit it down but this felt like an ungodly long episode did it not? I feel like I've been here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it was about two hours. Yeah. This is yeah. a long episode. Uh, like I was saying, though, Wyatt Lane provided uh, the song for this episode. You can get uh, all of his mu music over at SoundCloud. This is Phantom by Wyatt Lane. Thanks again, Wyatt. He's an Invincible fan, a uh, contributor to this uh, podcast for a while now, and a good guy. And he does our The Oblivion Song podcast uh, theme song. That's right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys next month. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.
when your world becomes a fantasy and you're more than you could ever be and you're dreaming with your eyes wide open and we can't go back to the something the way it's been or the world that we've been living in yeah yeah